The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Good for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Hey, mates. What's up, everybody? Happy. Good day, good day, good day. Good day. Throw some shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> I don't know why I did the Australian thing, but well, here we are. Uh, you're crazy. That's why, man. That's why, because there's some screws loose up there. That's for sure. Can, can I just say something real quick? Hi, Derek. Hi, uh-oh. that's Derek Barrett. I'm Rob. Hi. Uh oh. Why'd you say, uh oh? You don't you even know what I'm going to say yet. Why? why that, and that's, I, that's, the, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? What are, you, what are you saying? What are you trying to say here? People, y'all don't understand what we have to deal with on the stuff that the show that you don't see in here during the show. Y'all don't see him in here. I just want to go on record as saying that I have come to the realization that I am the only sane one amongst this group. Um, hmm. I'm going to have to disagree on that one. He said that with a straight face, too. Yes, I did. And I, I, you know, after talking to D-Gun, Gunner, and Derek, we have come to the agreement that in unison that I am I am the sane one in this group. There's no question which, which about Which one, that. though? Which one? Yeah, which one? Or gutter? It depends on the weather, time of day, and topic of discussion. That's true. It's dated to everything. We're all hey, dated. You know what? When, look when, at Tone. Tone talking about tone, strongly disagree. Tone, ain't nobody ask you nothing, man. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you can sit back and say what that about yourself. Yes. That kind of dictates that we don't need to say anything at all. That's right. That speaks for itself. I just want to. I just want to make sure it's, the it's troika, on record. The Derek on troika. I, I want to make sure it is on record and well understood that I am the sane one in this group. And I think anybody listening may slightly disagree. I think we're all uh, in a in a category of need. Not even. Not even the. Not even the stream believes that. Oh, and and then hold on now. Hold on. I believe Captain Tony and Derek, they've yes. marched to a different drum. They 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 tend to believe, like he said, it's confirmed. That means Captain Tony is going to Marathon. Marathon Florida. Yeah, yes. without me, without the rest of his 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 uh his shipmates. Well, what's and wrong he, with that? That's that's selfishness. No, it's not. To the highest degree, it's selfishness. No, because because every time you go on vacation. 
do you take me, Rob, and Rob, do you even ask us? I try. No. Yes, I do. I try. No, no, no. You go to get away. Right? I said, I said, I, I invited both of you guys for my birthday to go down that. to Miami and watch F1 racing for me. I, I, I don't remember that number one. I number asked two, you guys to go with me. I remember. Uh, but then, wait, what, what you, there was another trip you wanted to go on, but it conflicted with the draft in three weeks. Yes, I wanted to go to Kansas City. I wanted to go to the draft. Oh, that's yes. right. That's right. But and, see, Barrett, you yeah. do these things because you know we can't go. That's not a genuine what, invitation. What's stopping you from going? Uh, this show, picking up a grandson every day from school, uh, other commitments that I you have. You know, when I, when I pledge, you know, we call those excuses. Excuses are tools of Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm they incompetent now. They are oh. made of mountains of nothingness. They wow. build bridges to nowhere. Wow. Those who use them, sell them out to anything. Look, Captain Tony, Captain Tony, Dion, I didn't get invited to the races either. Boom. I invited, I invited Captain Tony first while in the Keys. Oh, you and invited he, him and, before and, me, but you've known me longer. See what I mean? You're all over the place. You're all over the place. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, no, no. <laughs> this is it right here. Look, look. And and to make it so bad. Make it so bad when Rob's I Rob's like, can him. we just talk sports, please? When I invited him. When I invited him. I'm, I'm inviting the stream to come. F1 Racing. You when, 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 when is it? Where is it? That's let's it's start. In, it's in Miami. Okay. It's at rock and uh, the rock and roll uh, the rock and roll um, uh, the, you know the the where the, where the hard, hard rock play, cafe hard rock cafe okay. They make a they they build a course right around the stadium. Right, they have right, boats right outside. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And well, what's the date? Give people the date so they know. May fourth. Okay. Through through May eighth. Eight, so less yes. than a month. All right. All right. So so people who want to go, everybody in the chat, we see everybody, Steve and Chris and Duck and Captain Tony and Mr. Taz and Bears and everybody else. If, if I missed anybody, my apologies. Come on, Mr. Taz. Tyler, don't amp Captain Tony up like that. So you guys I, can all, now you know. Now you know when and where if you want to go. Exactly. exactly. See, Derek I, and I, I will hold down the fort. Yeah, I know, uh, I'm not missing the show, though. Oh. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, all right. <laughs> See, I, I agree with Duck when Duck said, nope, you are all insane. See, here's the difference. <laughs> you guys Correct. get on the pre-show meetings, and Correct. we say things, and we laugh it up and bust side, and then you two want to get on the show, and you want to act differently. You want to act more professional. You want to be a little bit different than who you really are. Me? I'm going to be me. I don't care whether you like it or not. We debate real topics. In yes, we do. And what else we do we do? About real topics. And, and what else do we fun. do? We have fun. We have fun. We have yes. Fun. So there's a side of you in those meetings, both of you, that people don't get to see. I'm just going to be me, period. And what do you both agree well, on? D got something wrong good? with you. Is that necessarily good? But it's me. I'm going to be me. That's the thing. Is that I good, can't change. What? Is that good, though? Well, Barrett, some days yes, and some days mm, no. that, that's to, for the general consensus to form an opinion. That's all I can tell you, man. That's all, right. all I can tell you. Yeah. Well, let's see where we go today. It could be interesting. Oh, it's 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 it's, uh, it's eighty degrees out, and uh, the storm's coming. Yeah. Oh, it could be a storm. Today. We'll see. Yeah. Well, but it does look like it's starting to get dark where where we're at. But they, so really? they, yeah. So what ended up happening? Here. You'll see. It's coming. Um, wow. Actually, it, it might be coming. You because Baltimore, I think, postponed their game too. So you're in Delaware. Maybe it's pushing past you. But we're supposed to get it. 
in the Philadelphia area, the greater Philadelphia area around, let me just pull up my app. Because the good Lord takes care of Delaware. Well, you About know three what, o'clock, three o'clock. You know what? It's three crazy o'clock. because three o'clock. I got to pick up my grandson at three ten. Oh man, I'm going to get him an Uber. I ain't going out there. With <laughs> he said, All right, Terry, Terry has a good question. Who's the sanest yeah. stooge? This is an interesting. This this applies oh. to us. I'm going to say of Larry, Moe, and Curly. Is he talking I about us Larry, or the real three stooges? I think Larry's the sanest. I agree. Mo Mo has to run the show. Like yeah. I have to be Mo sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You Minus the us, eye poking. You got to yeah. you got to you got to get us going in the right direction. Yeah, Mo's sort of the director. Uh, yes. Curly, I think Gunner, you might be Curly. I I would not disagree with that because you never know what you're going to get from Curly. Yes, yep. Curly. I agree. Un- with unpredictable. Uh, Larry, you kind of know what you're getting. Sometimes, not always, but then well, there's Shannon. Sometimes. Then there's yeah. Curly Joe. Curly Joe, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. That's man. after Curly departed. Yeah, some some other guys had to, had to fill the void. Shemp is actually so people don't know this. Fun fact: <laughs> here comes some Three Stooges nonsense that nobody knows. Suddenly, Mo, Curly, and Shemp are all brothers. You guys know yeah. that in real life. Yeah, Larry's not. Larry's from Philadelphia. That. Larry's Larry grew up right by South Street in Philadelphia. Yes. yes. Are you kidding me? No, yep. no, it's where he grew up. Did 100%. you know that? First of all, you, yeah. why the hell do you know that, Rob? I know it's sick. All right, let me add to that. You know, you want to get Rob props. Let me, did you know that all three died broke? The brothers died broke. That's a shame. Wow. Here, here's what happened when the three stooges that came about. They didn't never. They never thought it would have the sustainability and the longevity that it had. Syndication. Right? Syndication. No, no there syndication. was no syndication. Yep. There was no such thing as syndication. If they had got syndication, they'd have been oh. set for life. And when you look at what they were paid, they were paid like. $200 a month, something something Terrible. ridiculous like yeah, that. The, the, I'm sure that the, the uh, Paramount, the studios just killed them. Just, just, yeah. just robbed them blind. They didn't know. They didn't know. They were just, they wanted to be in acting, you know? Yes. And, and who, lo and behold, who, who would have thought the stupid antics they did would turn out to be <clears throat> one of the more classic comedy sticks in, in the history of American, it, it's television. held up for a hundred years. I mean, they're they're that they were doing that stuff in the like probably thirties, the twenties, the thirties, the forties, the fifties, and then uh, the it, believe it or not, it really took off. You know, when TV became so popular, yeah, blew up, in the, and then when it went this this thing called syndication, and people still watching on reruns. If you see it on reruns, people still watching. You yeah. know, when I was a kid coming up, <laughs> you think I'm nuts now? When I was a kid coming up. <laughs> Every woman I know, including my mother, aunts, and everybody, every woman I know hated the Three Stooges. I didn't know a woman that liked the Three Stooges because they thought it was so wrong how they used to slap each other around and stuff like that. And then kids that I knew, including me, and practicing on my little brother, I would do some of the stuff to my little brother. (laughs) And then my mom was like, "Would you stop that, please?" Yeah, you know. So I tell my brother, "Do the one move on the nose." Yeah. No, I tell my tell my hey, put your hand up like this, and I try to do the eye poke. Yep. And my, my mom would drive, would drive her. Would you please stop it, please? But yeah. people hated women hated the Three Stooges. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, see, see, you see what Terry did. He started all this trouble. No. Um, yeah. So there, there's some uh, Three Stooges uh, knowledge for you there. Um, Billy's postponed today. Woo, they, they, woo, 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 woo. I give them credit <clears throat> in that they didn't do the move that a lot of teams will do, where they get the fans down there, milk them for all the concessions that, that yep. they're worth, then call the game. Everybody's got to leave. Just try to scramble to get back the next day. They called it last night, right around six o'clock. 
good for the Phillies. Uh, you know, the timing of it stunk. Tomorrow's supposed to be nice, but cooler. The shame of it is today, weather temperature wise is perfection yes. in this yes. area. So that, that's you know, too bad. Whatever's coming must be really bad because baseball teams normally wait until the last possible minute to cancel a game. They canceled the day before. Yes. It must be bad. So I got I got batten down the hatches when we're done with this show. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, that, this is the second storm. We, you know, uh, you know, once again, it's supposed to be a tornado watch also. So oh, don't this, say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other day was 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 epic, man. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was bad. It was really bad out there the other day, man. Mm-hmm. There are five tornadoes touchdown in Jersey alone. Yeah, the whole storm yeah. produced whole storm produced over from the Midwest to the East Coast produced over sixty nine tornadoes. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's scary. So people, be careful. If you're in the area, please be careful out here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Chris is correct. Just the last thing on this. She's correct on this. That uh, What's that? There's a, there's a place called John's on 3rd and South, which is a great place. Great food, great drinks, the whole nine, if you're ever down there. Uh, she used to watch Sunday football games back there. They have excellent food, good service. But that's there's a statue of Larry out front of there. Larry. Wow, Friday. kid. Yep. It's still but there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're ever, go, if you're ever in the area, big, yes. yeah, it's a cool little spot. It's a really cool little spot. So, Is it in a safe neighborhood? Yes. I mean, okay. South Street, depends what time you're there, can be can get a little interesting. But yeah. Oh, jeez. It's okay. okay. Everywhere gets interesting. Go get lunch. How about that? Okay? Go okay. get lunch. Um, but yeah, so Philly's postponed until tomorrow. Same time tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Here's the good news. We touched on this yesterday a little bit. But Bryce Harper took uh, full BP uh, yesterday at – uh, Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, and he's going to do it again tomorrow. After that, if they feel like he's responding okay, they'll they'll give him they'll throw him like uh, velocity BP. In other words, not just the usual tosses like heaters, you know, like live BP against ninety some odd mile per hour. So that's going to well, be uh, with the plan. Wow. When you look at when you look at the picks, when you see the um the film of them. I tell you what, he's he's going all out, man. He's swinging. He's not hesitant about it, man. He is putting full yeah range of motion into those swings. So, well, the I mean, dude's got good. one gear. You know that dude's got yeah, one gear. Exactly. That's why you, you know, have to protect I, him against himself a little bit. I, I was just gonna say that, um, I, and I know people are excited about this. And if we start hearing rumors, he'll be ready to go May first. From a selfish standpoint, because he is the three hundred million dollar man and he is the catalyst that drives that offense, I hope they push him back to June first. I understand yeah. the team is in dire straits. I hope they protect himself beyond belief. From Are they himself. in dire straits, though, man? Well, I mean, okay, the only five one and one, five. I mean, one and five. What if they're five and thirty? You're in That's, dire straits. We're in dire straits at one and five, bro. You are. No, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to say that. But. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I wasn't worried. Like I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't at my at my my Ellis. I wasn't at the Ellis point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, I wasn't what, the what's the Ellis point? point? What I is the Ellis point? Verb now? <laughs> yeah, what is that? What is the Ellis point? That's how you describe them, man. That's an adjective. That's that's okay. what you can get. You can get to the Ellis point, but if you get to the Rob Ellis point, it's it's, it's, right. it's bad. You know, yeah. it's what really really it, bad. What if, what, just, what I was just the Ellis. Yeah. What, what happens if Ellis. you get to the Robert Ellis point? If you get to Robert Ellis, man, you might as well just you know watch all the bridges. Because uh, you know he's gonna get people fired then. Bro. Yeah, we get Wait, into like an orange alert when I mean, Robert dude, Patrick Ellis gets involved. <laughs> he almost he almost needed a counselor when they were when they were zero and three. Sure, right? Yeah, I, I look. So, I'm uh, I'm a little worried, guys. I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you. Like, here's the me. thing. Mm-hmm. All right, think about like you're gonna be missing Harper, Hoskins, Marsh is a little bit banged up now. Derek Hall hurt himself yesterday. 
Suarez, Painter, and Nick Nelson. It's it's good. I think people just have to sort of adjust the mindset that it's going to be a bit of a slog here for a while. Like it's just going to be you're going to have to just hold, chip away, get a series here and there. You're you're not going to be able to just crush teams. And, and Cincinnati's a, a bad team, but you you know your face is a pretty good pitchers here. Just take two out of three, two well, out of three, two out of three, two out of three. Kind of like what uh, kind of like what we we've been viewing with the 76ers. You know, their season was kind of one of these, all right, we're just going to knock out, drag out. Every game's going to go to the wire. You know, we're going to win more than we lose some. But, you know, it's just one of those type of seasons where they're, they're good, but they're not going to play up to expectations, but they're still going to get to where they need to go. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, look, I, and I think that's a, that's a good way to look at it, and that's a patient, prudent way to look at it for sure. I, I do think that's the case. Um so yeah, they're postponed till tomorrow, but there's we'll get into them a little bit more later. You brought up the Sixers, Barrett. So they have four games left. So here's what we know: they're locked into three. Yes. Uh, Milwaukee locked up one. Boston's two. Sixers three. It's really it's like a ninety nine point nine percent chance that they're going to get the Nets. You know we know that too, which I like. I like that matchup. The question isn't that one; it's after that. You know if they're going to be able to finally advance out of that second round. That's the big, I'm, big question. I'm sitting everybody, everybody yeah. who's anybody. I'm calling up, I'm calling up Z league players to play the last <laughs> few games. Everybody's sitting to them. I understand there's a possibility you can come out rusty. I'd rather have you healthy, rusty than, than the walking wounded rusty. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting everybody. If, if they're the, you're locked in at that three spot, everything else, let it fall where it may. You ain't playing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Can't, there's man. no Can't debate. It. No, there's Can't no debate. It. No, yeah, I, and it's a shame because it's the last home regular season game, but yes. whatever. And uh, you people know, paying and, good money. Yeah, yes. because I, I'm sure most of those, if not all of them, would want those guys to be raring and ready to go once the playoffs start. I, you know, again, that part's a bummer. I get it. But uh, there's our guy, Danny. What's up, Danny? Danny White's a, a, a strong, strong viewer of the show. Got a lot of good feedback last night, guys. I was doing a remote. Uh, at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly, and got a lot of love uh, regarding the show. So Good. you guys know, it's, and it's always nice to hear yeah. from the people. You so. guys make the show. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Which they like all three Derek Guns. So that's that. That was the first thing they said to me. So that's good. It's a you natural because all three Derek Guns are very lovable, true. but strange individuals. True. You know what it is? We are his big biggest inhibitors. You know, we we Ooh. we 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 allow this stuff to happen. I mean, Tris tells us all the time, stop him from talking to the third person. All three of them. Yeah. Good luck. You got to stop that, man. She has said it time and time again, Barrett. Please don't encourage him. Yes. Please don't encourage she knows. him. She knows better than anybody. And then his older daughter turns around and says, You know, my dad's going to take advantage of every opportunity. I said, Yes, I know. I know. I know. I try, but it's, it's to no avail. What's that old sports saying? You, can, you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. Yeah, that was Rocky. Yeah. See, was that Rocky? Oh, no. You know who it was? It was Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, I think it was. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. That was well, one of Dan Patrick's old lines. Yeah. The fact that you know that too, Rob. Rob, what well, Dan Patrick, have- I worked with him at ESPN. Not, the, I was a productionist. Believe me, I was like a fly on the, you know, a little peon. But, uh, but anyway, he was, he was unbelievable. That guy was the smoothest guy I ever saw read a shot sheet. Oh, shot sheets are what you get. Derek knows he read shot sheets for a oh, thousand yeah. years. Barrett knows yeah. they are too. But it, it, so basically, you put a highlight package together. Say it's a two two minutes on on the Sixers game. Uh, against the Celtics the other night, that would that would equate to about six plays, seven plays, and you do situation, action, 
result. That's how you put together a highlight situation. Yeah. Third quarter, game tied at uh, eight, you know seventy-five. Uh, Joel and B driving, blah blah blah. Action. That's the action. The result. And Bede scores his thirtieth point. Sixers up eighty-two eighty. Situation, action, result. Anyway, but he. A lot of times you're in show when this stuff's happening, and you get handed these things. You don't have time to look at them. You don't have time to look at the shot sheet. You don't have time to match it up with the video. He would get the thing and read it like man, he had seen it a thousand times. The guy was unbelievable. unbelievable. You know who was you know what else was great at that? Sterling Sharp. Mm. He yeah. wouldn't even put. He wouldn't even put. He would tell you no. Don't just 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 give me bullet points. Okay. Time. What I mean, not even what happened. Like uh, time, it's gonna be a uh, a Barry Sanders play, and then tell him what the result was. Touchdown. Mm-hmm. And he will recall the play that he gave you, and he recalled it off memory. And 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 that's how smooth he would go into it. He'd go into break smooth, all that stuff. But I tell you, it was hell to pay if you ever got a shot she wrong or you gave him the wrong name. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Hey, guess what? Uh it's his birthday today. Yeah, I know. I just wish him a happy birthday. Nice foreshadowing there, Barrett. Uh yeah, yes, we will yeah. do our, our birthday segment later, but I want to get that in there for you for your guy Sterling, who we had as a guest from the golf course. Yeah, he was from his cart. It was awesome. Speaking of guests, we got Quentin Michael coming up at two o'clock, former Eagle. We'll talk to him. Safety, baby. Safety. What, what better guy to talk to about, you know, Terrell Edmonds and some of the other moves that they made and what he thinks they may end up doing here, you know, from a safety perspective. So we'll talk to him at two at one o'clock. Mike Sealski columnist from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Did you know Mike's book on Kobe Bryant, uh, which I want to make sure I'm getting the title right before we bring him up, but I got it. Okay. So it's called The Rise has been purchased potentially as a movie. Get Good. Out. Good for him. So we'll talk Absolutely. to Mike about that too, which is really cool on top of everything else. Good friend of the show. Uh, so he'll join us at one. But uh, yeah, Flyers, five games left. Uh, and I don't think anybody's sad that it's coming to an end this season. Oh, uh, can't, can't happen soon enough. Yes. Before, before we even get into that, Jason Bennett. This is a man of my own heart. Oh, okay. Put that up there. Yes. That's great work by you. That's great work. Oh, he's in Vegas him. doing some yeah. White Castle. Don't do it, Jason. White Castle Don't do it. In Vegas. That's All right. Great. Don't work. do it. You end oh, up yes. in the infirmary. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, oh, uh, I, I, let me jump on this too. Fitness Rebel. Her dad loved. Oh, the Alphabet Skit. I thought you said Alphabet Soup. No, I love the Alphabet, alphabet Skit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yes. Alphabet no, soup. Alphabet Where the hell did Alphabet soup. soup come from? How can Campbell. you get your hands on Alphabet Soup? Oh, you can bro? still get it. Campbell's, Campbell's soup used to sell it. it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, you said I, they still do? I make up words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the best songs ever. I'm going to eat this time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cat's easy. Um, all right, let's get a leaderboard here because with the Masters are underway here. Let's get the full leaderboard. Let's see where where Tiger is. Uh, let's see. We're early. He teed off about, uh, about two hours ago. I don't know, yeah. somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find him. Where the heck is he? Uh, he's not. It's early. I wouldn't I wouldn't get too crazy, but let me see if I can get an update on him. He's playing with John Rahm, I think. Is he playing with John Rahm? Let's go. All right, Tiger Tracker. He's the only guy with his own tracker. So let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Two days ahead. All right. What's the update here? All right. He bogeyed seven. Oh. Oh. 
Good news for Tiger after six holes. Uh, he has hit three, four way, three, uh, sorry, four fairways and five of six greens in regulation. Bad okay. news. He's not putting well. 12 putts yeah. on those. Uh, uh, he bogeyed five. He bogeyed seven. It's kind of where we're at right now. He parred four. Uh, bogeyed three. Eesh. No All birdies? Right. He, no birdies yet. Yeah, it's, uh, not, it's, he, it's he, early. He ain't going to make the cut. It's early. It's early. Give it some time. We'll see what happens. But yeah, make, he makes it more interesting. Uh, it'll tell you that much, man. So he, yeah, he teed off uh, uh, about in two hours ago somewhere. Can you can you yeah. imagine being an athlete who is not close to being what he was, and yet is still one of the biggest draws anytime he steps out on his playing field? Yeah, absolutely. think about that. How many yep. athletes can you put in that category? Well, but golf is so unique in that yes. as banged up as he is, he can still sort of just muster enough. You couldn't do it in any other sport, really. No, you couldn't. You certainly could <laughs> do it football, basketball, maybe baseball if you're like DHing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like base, Harper you know last year was doing it with one arm DHing. But you know what though, Rob? Think about it. In baseball, you still as for as for as big of names that you have in baseball, you still don't have I don't think there's ever a player that can consistently draw. They may draw in certain markets, but not, you know, if they were just rendered to being a DH. And, and this was their last swan song in their profession. I don't think they would be a mar- a marquee draw everywhere they go in, in 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 the latter stages of their career. I'm trying to think of an NBA, maybe Michael Jordan, maybe, maybe yeah, as as a wizard at that point he was still Larry being drawn. Bird. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I this guy's at the at the peak of his game, but I would say uh, Ooh, Cal Bundy brings a good one up. That's a good one. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. If yeah. Floyd Mayweather came out of retirement right now, he would get fifty million dollars for a fight. Pacquiao did it also. Pacquiao. Oh, um, uh, Oscar De La Hoya did it. Yep. yep. You're right. Yep. That yep. that's a good one. Floyd Mayweather. That's absolutely a good one. Man. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. They're they're all uh, good suggestions there. I would say like, and this is a different category, but baseball doesn't have the same like road appeal draw with superstars that other sports do. But I think Otani is a guy who puts fannies in the seats out of town ballparks. No, but would he, but would he in Atlanta? No, I know what you mean. He's not, he's not at the end of his career and, and and, yeah. Yeah. One other one is a good one. One other one. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gretzky was like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. That's all right. Barrett, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying, um, when you can pitch and hit the way he does, I mean, is that is that a unicorn or what, bro? He is. That's crazy. He is a unicorn, crazy. man. He's the ultimate unicorn. Um, all right, we come back. We are going to dig into a little NFL segment here when we get back. Uh, a couple things to hit: Ravens, a little bit of Lamar talk, some Car- Cardinals wacky craziness in the front office. John Elway out with Denver. Tyreek Hill uh, makes a little announcement, and I had a little trash talk between him and the and the chiefs also and we will dig into our top 10 cornerbacks now is it possible the eagles could do it could pull a trigger in the first round on a corner with slay coming back with bradbury coming back i wouldn't put it past them so we'll do that when we return that's derek that's barrett i'm rob we're sports take jacob sports youtube network on this thursday anybody else hunger hungry i am you got the little pangs of hunger yes i'm right there with you man so you know what? You know where you go? You go to Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, our one of our newest sponsors to the station, certainly to the show. 
and we love the folks over there. Uh, I've been literally going there since I was a kid. They've been family owned since 1985. Yes, started by uh, Alex's family, and Alex is is running the show now uh, to an unbelievable level. Yes, seven days a week. And here's the great thing: all their food is fresh. None of that's sitting under a heat lamp stuff. They offer 20 different styles of pizza. They do have slices as well. But here's the thing. You can order whatever you want, and they'll make it your way. You name it, they'll make it pizza-wise. They specialize that way. But if you're not up for pizza, fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Yes, there is unbelievable options there. All right? But Bravo Pizza also is committed to the community. Whether it's fundraisers for a charity, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations, and you could follow them on Facebook and Instagram for daily specials and promotions at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown, thirteen oh five Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania, six one zero four four six thirty eight ten six one zero four four six three eight one zero Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
All right. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us today. We do appreciate you. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I am Rob hanging out with you on this Thursday. Uh, all right. So let's hit a little NFL, guys. I know we generally do it a little bit later in the show, but uh, a couple of interesting odds and ends here. So um, this was interesting. Tyreek Hill uh, was on a radio station. Uh, it was 830, I think it is. I'm trying to – I'll find the exact station that he was on today. Um, but basically said a couple different things. He said – oh, it was 810. Sorry, 810 Sports Talk Radio in Kansas right. City. He said, I'm going to fit uh, – I'm going to finish out this contract with the Dolphins, then I'm going to call it quits. Uh, I want to go into the business side. I want to do so many things with my life, bro. Uh, he's out. He, he claims, at least. He was traded to the Dolphins, if you remember, signed a five-year, $120 million extension. It made him the highest paid receiver in the NFL in terms of what we call the AAV, the an annual average salary. Um, he said, so I really want to get into like the gaming space. I really want to get huge in that, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm using mm -hmm. my platform, creating a gaming team, which isn't launched yet. It should launch by the end of the month. And I'm going to sign like different content creators, different athletes, you know, et cetera. He claims he's done. You guys buying it? Hmm. The money's just too good right now, bro. You can't, you can't stop that money, man. You know, once the money stops, then I can see him doing it. But while that money's still hot, he's still the fastest thing out there. I can't see him losing all his speed within the next two years. I think he's got one more in him. I think he's got one I more agree. contract in him. Yeah. At the end of this contract, he'll be 31-32. Yeah, he's, he's got for, one more in him. For, for do, and somebody out there is desperate enough to ask, probably offer him more money than he's imagining right now. Even if it's not the type of contract he's sitting on right now, it's still going to be and, – and if he walked away from the game at 32 – would he look back and say, like a Barry Sanders and say, man, right. I wish I had done this. I mean, even if he continues on the course he's on, if he walked away from the game at 31-32, his numbers are good enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, sure. Yep. Not, maybe not first ballot because you, mm -hmm. you want to move. But he, he, some of his people might start talking to him. Dude, you, you're like number seven on the all-time receiving list. You could One or two more years, you can move up to number four, number five. That might be appealing to him. Mm -hmm. You know, to keep playing. And mm -hmm. if somebody offered him, let's say, 50 million over three years, 30, 40 million over three years and, and 20 something million guaranteed at 31, 32. How do you turn your nose up at that, man? Look, I don't know. I mean, I, I never to me, I, I, you know, Barry Sanders, Megatron, other guys we've seen walk away. I give them total props, man. They, they could have gotten a lot more money but they put their health, you know, above that. And right. I, I applaud right. them. So if he doesn't cool, I mean, good for you. I, I have zero issue with that. I'm not thinking. Be, hey, whatever. But anyway, so he, he, um, this is pretty funny. So keep in mind, he's on a radio station in Kansas city. So he said, um, what his message would be for Kansas city chiefs fans, his former team, which are, they're on the schedule to go there this year. Miami is. He said, Chiefs Kingdom, when the Miami Dolphins come to Arrowhead this year, guess what we're going to do? Guess what we're going to do? I hate to say it, man. I hate to throw up the peace sign against y'all. I hate to do it, but guess what? <laughs> I'm going to be y'all worst enemy that day. I'm going to be y'all worst enemy that day. Uh, and then let me see if I can find it because Frank Clark, angry Frank, Frank Clark, uh, not Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones chimed in, uh, basically saying, yeah, take your peace sign and 
shove it where the sun don't shine. Yeah. So that, that one, that's going to be a fun one, man. Yeah, it is. Do you think Do you think Steve Spagnola is going to allow him to come in there and embarrass Kansas City? Spagnola is going to have six dudes blanketing him, man. They'll maybe. give up the running game yeah, all day. Then Jalen yeah. Waddle goes bananas. You know. Well, that's what will happen. That's all right. You know, what I'm saying? You, know you can't stop them all. Right. If I'm Spagnola, I'd rather have Waddle catch 12 passes for 300 yards than I'll let Tyreek Hill beat me. <laughs> I hear you. When, I you hear know, you. It, 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 your former team, man. This is like it's like the dagger. It'll get it'll get your GM fired, man. You know, go ahead and ask the Titans old GM. You know, what I'm oh boy, who was the, the one team B Brooks you wanted to get back at? That oh, you no question, it was the, it was the Eagles. No question, okay. yeah, no okay. first one, yeah. yeah. They gave my shot. They gave my opportunity, right? You know what I'm saying. So you want to go out there and at least make a good showing, especially when you're in in your old house too. Yeah, like you know, you walking in, you want to just go into your old locker. Your old locker room, but you can't right. do that, man. You know what I'm saying? I was in the opposing locker room. I never played in the vet. Um, as a, uh, you know, I didn't come to play in the vet as a, as a, as a, you know, road road team. Road team, yeah. You, ne- you never did. It ne- uh, never played out that way. That's crazy. No, it is huh. crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that was that was pretty interesting. All right. I, we didn't get into this yesterday, and and I, we it's good because we had. Tons of other stuff going on. But this story, excuse me, between the Arizona Cardinals and Terry McDonough, who used to be one of their front office people, is nuts. So McDonough went after them in arbitration for, I guess, wrongful fire. Termination, yeah. Termination, Termination, right. Um, and, And threw a lot of stuff out there, man. Like, a lot of stuff. Like, Bidwell, the owner, you know, essentially berating, like, pregnant women. Like uh, a lot of burner phones with Steve Kime, who was suspended at the time where you're not supposed to have any contact with him. He claims he still has the burner phone, by the way, with the texts and stuff on it and and a lot of other stuff, just to to name a few. Generally, when this happens, organizations basically say uh, we vehemently refute what uh, Mr. McDonough had to say, and we will be happy to, to, you know, fight this in a court of law or, you know, some lawyer speak stuff. No. The Cardinals just opened up and went after him too, like full guns <laughs> ablaze. <laughs> so, like this one's going to be really, really fascinating. What happens with this arbitration here? Because it's going to be no holds barred. Like everyone is just going to come out like. Duh, 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 duh. There's going to be a lot of lot of shots fired. I can tell you that much with these two, because the Donna hasn't worked since it happened. Yeah, Duke and, came and, out and said he still has the burner phone. Yeah, with the evidence on it. Yep. If I'm the organization, I shut up. Know, Thank you. Yes. It Thank doesn't you. do you any good to, to get into a, a, frankly, a pissing match with this guy. You what know? are you doing? Yeah. We, 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 it's ridiculous. It's unfounded. We, uh, we, we deny this. You know what? If, if somebody, even if it's like playing poker, when you sit across from somebody, you don't know what they have in their hand mm-hmm. and they keep up in the ante. You don't know if they're bluffing, if their hand is that solid, but you're not going to tip your hand right now. Right. Until the final moment. Why would you come out and say, oh, he's he's full of it? Dude, don't don't egg him on. He's already ticked off. Yep. Yep. And here's the other the other component to this. Do you guys remember that those um, those surveys that that, uh, anonymously the players answered those surveys? Which organization's the best? Who takes care of their people? You remember all that? Oh, yeah. And the Eagles had mostly great grades. I think there was one thing about like like, C or C minus something like that. Family. You say they did the way they took care of the family wasn't as high. Yeah. And it was like for one specific thing. I forget the Eagles didn't do well Mm -hmm. anyway, but most of the other stuff was good. 
the Cardinals almost like uniformly across the board ranked like dead last in everything. <laughs> like in, in terms of those that like, yeah. you know, people being intimidated, the front office. Like, so they did this survey when McDonough was still there. Separate from the NFL, it was strictly an organizational survey. And every, almost every employee answered, I'm afraid to answer this honestly for fear of, of backlash from the owner, basically. Wow. Yeah. So there, there's like a, a lot. There's a lot here with this. And, and I, if, I'd be real careful, man, if I'm the Bidwells mm-hmm. and ownership with this thing. This, this feels like a powder keg where he could get like Daniel Snyder here, like it, where he could just get blown up. We'll see. You know, well, like, well, Daniel Snyder's still hanging on, so he's still, he still got his team, man. Good point. Which yeah, is crazy point. to me because, yeah. you know, you look at uh, the guy that owns Amazon. He said, don't just – don't count me out just yeah, yet. Yeah, Bezos is like, dude, I'm not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't don't count me out just yet. Yeah. The yeah. Bidwells are fortunate that Snyder has taken a lot of the onus away from them. Yes. Because right. this 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 Snyder thing, anytime you mention the Snyder thing, it automatically jumps to the forefront and takes a lot of pressure away from any other, you know, wrongdoings that a, a football team is doing. What what the Bidwells have been uh, accused of doing through the years and allegedly have done um, is, is atrocious in itself. If what these former employees are saying about the organization it has to be addressed as it was with the Phoenix Suns. Look what happened with the Phoenix Suns. Yep. That owner sold that team real quick. Mm-hmm. He stepped down and sold it real quick. Sometimes you just – what's that saying? You just have to learn to live to fight another day. Yeah. You know, pick and choose your battles wisely. You well, got to be smart about this. Well, we already know they're not a smart organization anyways. Anytime you drive a contract with the player and tell him he cannot – he's got to stay off video games and put this much time into yeah. – Anytime you got to put that in a contract, you don't need to be signing that player to a contract. That's number one. Number two, now you're locked into that contract, and you took out the, the stuff in the contract about him at least studying four hours. That was stupid. You know what I'm saying? That was bad luck. For them to go out and get a coach from college that nobody else has wanted, nobody else wanted him, and got him in there, and he did nothing in that organization. It's just another – uh, it's just a farce on what you know. What you had, there was no way their last head coach should have been a head coach in the NFL when no. he couldn't even do anything in the Big Twelve. I was laughing. No, no, no. couldn't yeah. do anything in the Big Twelve. Couldn't do anything with Patrick Mahomes. Right. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? Right. <laughs> At the college level, uh, right. yeah. So, well, well, I don't know what's going to happen with that one, but I'm I'm going to be interested to see some of that testimony. That's going to be really, really interesting. All right. Um, John Elway's out with the Broncos. It's not really a big deal. It's kind of a mutual decision. Mm-hmm. He was working as a consultant the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh, and just said, look, I'm, I think he said, I think he's 62 or whatever. I'm 62. I have a lot of stuff I want to do. I just, it's all good. If I'm here, if they need me, you know, I'm still their biggest fan. I'm out. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, stuff happens. You know, the guy, had a, he is Mr. Bronco. Yeah. He had, period. Yeah. He's Mr. Bronco. So he's been with that organization 28 years. Yeah. That's a long time, you know. Yeah, a long time. Yep. You know, and he's 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 won three Super Bowls, two as a quarterback, one as a GM. Um, he, he's made money. They obviously, you know, you go from a from a star quarterback to the front office to a GM and then even a consultant, you know they're paying him oh. big money as a consultant. What else do you need in life? You're done. Right off into the sunset and That's enjoy it. life. Yeah, go good. Do your you thing, know. man. Yeah. Do that Bear Brooks thing. You know, <laughs> just 
just ride off into the sunset. Go fix some boats and cars. Yeah. Work on motorcycles, cars, boats. Enjoy life. Exactly. Bro, I'm with you guys three hours a day. You're talking about enjoy life. <laughs> so you're saying you don't enjoy being with This is a hobby for you. No, it's not. Oh, you right, think I would bye. just do this as a hobby? Yes. Chris, love us. Chris, we need to make some movement uh, on this. Uh, we we don't know what's going on right now uh, as far as the uh, we're what are we twelve out twelve days out from the anniversary? We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get on it. We'll get Chris, on it. We, Chris. we cannot Thank do you. it from my patio deck because that would mean I would have to entertain these gentlemen for several hours. And I would <laughs> Derek would be like, "Okay, you guys could arrive at eleven fifty eight. Yeah, right. You need you to depart at three o two. Yeah, three o two. In your car, there better be cars revving. And yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "Don't touch that. Get yeah. get out the fridge. Exactly. What are you doing." Yep. You would be handcuffed to the to the to the railing. I would hire security Outside. detail with a bucket in case you had to go to the bathroom. We yeah, get a he'd, bucket. Yeah. He'd sick that ferocious uh, Chihuahua on us. Yeah. Oh, I, that would be funny. Oh, I, I would. <laughs> I would do that. Rob Ellis, Rob Ellis be sitting there like this. Yeah, coming up next. Hey, hey, hey! What you doing? <laughs> oh, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, all right. So a couple, a couple other uh, things. So we, Oh, we didn't get to the corner. So yesterday we did quarterbacks, which is fine. So we're doing these sort of breakdowns knowing it's not a hundred percent a position. The Eagles may target high or target at all like quarterbacks. I don't think targeting quarterback. Okay. Well, we did that yesterday, but cornerbacks is something they may target despite, you know, restructuring and extending slay. Despite bringing back Bradbury, those guys are both in their 30s. We know how that position is. You can hit a wall relatively quickly. We saw the Eagles do this years ago when they they got they drafted Leader Shepard and Shelton Brown when they had Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent. I'm not saying it's happening for sure, but it's not completely out of the question if one of these studs drops. You know, it, it's it's a possibility. So uh, let's dig in, guys. You want you want to look at what we have here, uh, top ten. I will tell you this, and I said this, mentioned this to you guys in the pre-show meeting. I'm a little surprised. I don't know that he's fallen necessarily, excuse me, necessarily fallen, but he's a little lower ranked than I thought he was going to be. Kaylee Ringo out of Georgia. Mm. I thought he'd be a little bit higher. I, I thought he'd be five-ish, six-ish. A lot of these these mocks have him at 10, even lower in some cases. Yep. Could be a steal late if that's the case. The, the yeah, dude, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Bert. I mean – you talking about a guy that runs a four three forty, yep. six foot two, about mm-hmm. two ten, has all the intentions to be a great player at the next level. Reminds me a lot of his length and how he runs, like you know Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? You look at him, he kind of carries himself like a Jalen Ramsey. He was just uncut. He's an uncut diamond, not refined. Mm-hmm. So right now he's working out with Richard Sherman, and Sherman's trying to show him the ropes. You know, you take Richard Sherman. And his lackluster luster speed, and you take his technique, which allowed him to play at a great level, at the NFL level. You take and get he he he's able to transfer some of that, you know, skill set to him. This could be a sleeper in this draft. He could be a sleeper in a draft. He he is a prototypical hand to hand combat cornerback. Mm. Um, dude, the dude is physical, fearless. Uh, can can cut on a dime. He can turn, twist and turn on a dime. He has that size. He has that Seattle Seahawks size that they like. They like big cornerbacks and big safeties. He has the perfect attributes to make that transition. Um, dude is athletic. 
I think it's pro day he ran a four three six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, four three six for a corner. For yeah. a corner? It's six two. At six two, two ten, running a four oh, three. How is he dropped down the board? I don't get. It. You know what happens though a lot of times? It's the gamesmanship of it, you know. Um, these dudes slide up and down boards, team stuff, and then stuff starts coming out, and, and then all of a sudden there's a team or two that's sitting in the weeds that can't wait to grab them because whatever. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, their tactics all the time, stuff will be put out, and I'm not gonna say teams put it out there, but somebody puts it out there on purpose to see if a player will slide right to where they they're sitting at a position of draft. It's one of the oldest tactics in the game in terms of getting trying to get players to fall. We've seen that happen time and time again uh, with a number of players. You know, especially in the social media era we live in, how is it that the stuff that comes out is stuff that happened years ago, but you don't hear about a January, February at the Combine. You don't hear that at the Pro Day workouts. All of a sudden on draft night, this stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's premeditated. Yeah, bro. And I think it has more to do, not necessarily – Ringo dropping. I think it's more so guys after their workouts, after they ran the 40, after their measurables were, were put in put in, on display, they went up as far as their draftability, which kind of pushed him down a little bit. I think guys around him got better, and I think that's the reason why he's at the point where he's at. Mm-hmm. Other guys may have gotten better at their positions, and and which you know allowed them to over you know jump over him because. Okay. You know, I I mean, it's just in doing my research and my breakdowns and watching film on everybody. Like, guys like Cam Smith is jumping off the board. Even my, you know, case they got Julius um, uh, Julius Brents, mm-hmm. corner from K-State, long, rangy. I think he played okay, but he went from being like a, a, a top 18 guy. Now he's sitting around about eight. And, you know, that kind of shocked me that they're thinking he can be that high as far as the best corners in this draft. Well, you, you hit on the guy who, Barrett, I, I'm a huge fan of. I, I love the kid out of South Carolina, Kansas. Yes, yes. I think mm-hmm. this dude – look, I, and, the, and a couple of the things I saw, he was ranked around five, six, somewhere around there. Yep, yep. I think he might be the guy. In the second round? The, yep. He perfect. might be that guy. Eagles trade perfect. down out of 30 and grab him in the second round, man. I, I think he's a, he's a monster. I'm a huge fan. Huge he's, fan. Mm. He's he's one of those guys that he didn't get a lot of statistics, and the reason why he didn't get a lot of statistics just watch the film. Mm-hmm. He never gave him an opportunity that they they thought he was open. The receiver was open when he's around. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They just didn't throw at him because the receiver that he was covering was not open. That's not he's good, man. He's really good. And they have uh, a really good history of of producing at that position. Ah da da. I don't know. know. I mean, J.C. Horn, uh, Stephon Gilmore, among others. Like, it's there's a history there. He is really good. You know, he he's 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 my sleeper. Also, he's one of those sleepers that I that I've been you know kind of looking at. You know, he's six foot, but he's got the the wingspan of a six three guy. (laughs) He's got arms, man, that go for days. Which it, it you know obviously is big you know when you're talking about that position but man I'm telling you but that's the guy four four speed he, he's got the hold the vertical and the broad he's got all that stuff but he's also got a lot of dog in him too like in a good way dog um, so I like anyway so most of the stuff I've seen you guys tell me where you're at your top three your top two are Witherspoon and Gonzalez right for the most yep. part that's a consensus absolutely uh, the others where it starts to get a little you know whatever 
Deontay Banks, the kid out of Maryland, is getting yep. a lot of love. Even more so than Joey Porter. More so hey, than Porter. Porter's starting to drop a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Some people think Porter that to Pittsburgh is, is is a pretty good option. I think that's possible. Yep. yep. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mich- uh, Mississippi State. Another good player. He's kind of skinny though. He's frail. Yeah. But he doesn't play like he's nice through there. Like if he sees just if he sees a screen coming and they're trying to go out and block him, he'll still go make the play, man. He you know he plays a lot more aggressive than his, his slender frame uh looks at. I'll, I'll um, give you another one that you said that Barrett. I'll give you another one, kid that I like that I've watched. I got to see him a few times. And then this kid, Darius Rush out of South Carolina. Yep. yep. This kid's 6'2, and he ran a 4'3'5. Also the combine, 6'2. Now there's they're talking about how they may he may transition to safety, but this is the kid that South Carolina like to use off the edge to blitz a lot. Um, and supposedly matches up well with the tight ends and 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 can also really blanket running backs coming out of the backfield. Um, you know, South Carolina, you know, because they didn't have the greatest of seasons, didn't get a lot of national notoriety. You know, there, a lot of the players that could be good NFL players didn't are, are not really talked about. But this kid, Darius Rush, he has that frame that we were just talking about. He's long, leans, 200 pounds, can run like the wind. Um, and another guy, you know, uh, they think he can play both zone coverage and man-to-man coverage well. Right. In the mm-hmm. right system, yep, yeah. So uh, well, the the other one that I, I thought was kind of interesting, um, and I'm, if I'm mispronouncing his first name, I apologize. Travius Hodges yeah. Tomlinson, uh, TCU. Yes. Oh yeah, aggressive. Yep. Um, gets in your face. In fact, he he took he t- actually took Kansas State's best receiver out of the game. Like you know, just just you know, made him so he was you know for the for majority of the game he was covering him. And totally shut him down. Mm. Totally shut him down. The only problem is he is on the shorter side. Yep. yep. He's, he's not like 5'8". Five five eight. Eight. Yeah. He's... No, he's not even 5'8". He runs a 4'4", four four, though. He ran yeah, a legit 4'4". Yeah. Four four. He's, he's tough for that small. size, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we, look, we've seen guys succeed who aren't the tallest guys in the world. But and anybody else? Face. He's like a Devontae Maddox. He right. is. He is. Anybody else jump out at you guys that you, that you like? Uh, Tyreek Stevenson. Even though he spent the majority of his career in Georgia and played a lot in Georgia, yeah, he transferred with the Miami the last two years. Really, really good ball skills. Um, he's a shutdown outside corner. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's a legitimate shutdown outside cornerback. You know, I mean, he'd be a perfect compliment to anybody. You know, in the, you know in the league, he'll come in and, and at least you know try to play a little bit. He can play what's, inside and outside. What, what's fair for you guys in terms of like if, if they, which I don't think any of us think this, but let's just hypothetically say they stay pat at 10 and 30. So right now, the Eagles selecting 10, 30, 62, 94, 219, 248. Mm. Could they go 62 with a corner? Could they go higher? What, what do you think? Yeah. I think, they, I think they need to stay in that first round, whether it be a 10 whether it be a 30, whether they trade back, I still want them to get a corner in that first round. Because, I mean, when you when you think about the cornerback position, it's one of the pillar positions that you need, nice. that you have to, you know, that, that, you know, really can make or break your defense, just like the starting left tackle or the backside of a quarterback, you know what I'm saying, one of yeah. the two. If you got a left-hand quarterback, it's your right tackle. Right-hand quarterback mm-hmm. is your left tackle. It's one of those cornerstone positions that you have to worry about, that you have to put somebody there that you don't have to think about. You don't have to worry about them. Hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? You put him over there. All right, I'm I'm good now. I'm not thinking about him anymore. You know, can we, can you you can you sit back and look at how a much how much of a um how much of you know of a, of a of a factor it is to have those two guys at you know either side of Jalen Hurts. You don't have to worry about Jalen Hurts's blind side or what's in front of him because you have two guys there that's going to lock everything down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen is spoiled, bro, to have those type of lot, and then to have a center that's a quarterback also who calls the defenses out. What he's what you're supposed to do will change, you know, change the the you know where you know which way the line is being called to. He'll change the play. I mean, he has a luxury there that I doubt seriously um, in his progression he'd be this far advanced without Kelsey. Kelsey has shown him a lot and 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 made him a better player also. He'll tell you that too. There's there's one other kid that I like I can't wait to see where he falls in the draft in terms of cornerbacks because he's ranked in the top 7 in terms of cornerback prospects. Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Yes. He he's 6'1, but he's only like a buck 67, you know, soaking wet. He he has, you know what he has that body type of like Avante Samuel. Avante Samuel was not uh Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel was not a big bodied guy. He was toned, muscular, but he's not. This kid's six, he ran a four three, he ran a four three five. And he's been rated across the board as like one of the top seven cornerbacks, but hardly anybody's talking about him. And and people feel if he was like 190, 195, he might shoot up in the top three or four cornerbacks coming off the board come draft day. But you got to put some weight on this kid. You're not going to win hand-to-hand combats with these receivers nowadays weighing <laughs> 167 pounds. Right, right, and you right. Got, you got a whole lot of DK Metcalfs in the mm-hmm. NFL nowadays, man. And A.J. Browns, there's a whole lot of those guys. You know, they used to be a novelty years ago. Those are the norm now when it comes to receivers who built like Greek guys and can run like the wind. And you got to have these cornerbacks now that can match them with the physicality as well as the ability to run with them. This kid, Emmanuel Forbes, can run with anybody, but can he sustain the rigors of hand-to-hand combat? And who knows? He may get into a scheme where it's exclusively zone defense. But there are times when zone defensive players have to go man-to-man. You have to play press coverage, you know, depending on down the situation. Uh, but this kid's intriguing, and I'm, I'm curious to see where he jumps off the board who takes a, who takes a flyer on this kid in the draft and what round he goes in? Let right. me sneak this in real quick because uh, Barry, I know you got to hop. Uh, but the Ravens said they're not opposed to taking a quarterback in the first round, which leads to a lot of speculation. Mm. Um, you know they're picking late; they'd have to really move up if they're if they're trying to get one of these, you know, the top five ish, you know, the, the sort of big boys, if you if you will. Um, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is so in flux right now. I don't know really what to make of, of where things are with them. It's, it's it's a very strange situation. How are we in this situation? Yeah, it should you never know, have gotten to this. Right, right. What, I mean, what 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 are, what are both sides doing? This deal should have been done last year. And it's, it's a great question. Yeah, it should have been done last summer. You're exa- or last last offseason. Yep. Yeah, 100%. it should have been done last summer. You know, I. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you put yourself in a situation like this, knowing that, mm-hmm. knowing that, um, at the end of the day, he is a franchise quarterback, and he's not in the contract. and played all last year on his rookie deal. This is this is he's going into his his fifth year, sixth year, his sixth year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I hear you. Oh, All right, well, let let's, me, let's run. Let, let me get, let's, Barrett, go ahead, Gunner, make your point, because I know Barrett's got to roll. Okay, real quick. Up. Let's look at it from both both perspectives real quick. Yep. Number one, after the money that's been flying around the last year with the quarterback situation, there's no question Lamar Jackson feels and should be paid as one of the top signal callers in the NFL. From a managerial standpoint, as much as I want to pay this kid, I want to proceed with caution because of what has happened to him over the last couple of years. I mean, you're, football is a risk no matter what. I get that. Um, but there should have been a meeting of the minds by now. There's no question. This has gotten out of control, and it's becoming an embarrassment, I think, more so for the Ravens than Lamar Jackson, simply because the Ravens have come out and told us three times since January, we're committed to moving forward with Lamar yep. Jackson. Yep. Now your GM has come out and said, well, there's a possibility we could take a quarterback. What, what are you doing? What, yeah. what are you it's been here? handled poorly. I, I, Eric Costas handled this thing very poorly for an organization that used to always run things the right way. I don't. It doesn't feel like that to me anymore. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. All right, Barrett. Uh, be good, B. Brooks. Go do All your right, thing, man. We'll yep. see you tomorrow. Appreciate it, dude. Take care. All right, Gunner. Let's get a quick one in. Mike Sealski, columnist from the Philadelphia Inquirer, is going to join us, and we'll talk to Mike about everything, including. Mike might be in the movie business at some point. We'll mm. see. And maybe we'll we can see. get us a role, man. Talk about it, Gunner. We don't do that to him. All right. And we want this film to be successful. Like, what do we, what do we, I mean, what? Well, we don't have, we don't need speaking roles. You know how many people get in movies, dude, just when you walk Cameos, by a scene. Just our handsome yes. faces. I, I, I just agree want to that. walk by a scene or something, man. We're box all. office. Uh, all right. Let's get a quick EA. We'll talk to Mike when we come back. Derek Barrett, Rob. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Knowing who to trust with your finances can be a very, very precarious situation. I found the right person, and I want you to have that right person as well. That's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Trust me when I tell you that. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 9964751. You can email him as well, Murray, M U R R A Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn. On this Thursday, we are joined by our next guest, and you can check him out on Twitter, at Mike Sealski, also uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, phenomenal columnist, um, WIP every Saturday morning at 10 with Glenn Macnow. And Mike, so I need clarification here, because Gunner's already, you know, kind of trying to weasel his way in there. When the movie happens, no, you're, you're yeah, you're muted now. That see, you're going to get a part, and then you're not going to be ready. Okay? Look, look, look. That, what is weasel is not a very nice term to use. I had a question. Excuse, excuse me. You use the term weasel around me, and I get triggered, Rob, for very good reasons. Okay, oh, so right. back off. <laughs> Scott Hartnell, <laughs> Jake Voracek. Thank you very oh, Jake, much. Sorry, Jake Voracek, PTSD. I know. Oh, yes, man. yes, I forgot. I forgot about. I'm sorry, Mike. Mike. Do you have, you have any idea how many gifs are going to be sent to my Twitter account now with weasels popping up from behind a mound of dirt? Go, Rob. Good point. It's a good point. I have all a legitimate right. question for Mike. Shoehorn. He's shoehorning his <laughs> yes, way in. I, when you set it, when you set it up, I have a legitimate question for Mike. Mike and I have been friends a long time, so therefore, I have a legitimate question. All right, go set the stage. All right, go ahead. All right, so Mike, real quick, for okay. people who may not under, understand what we're talking about, your unbelievable book, which was just flat out amazing, Thanks. incredible, uh, called The Rise, and it's the it's basically Kobe Bryant. But correct me if I'm wrong life story, life arc up until he got to the, the, the NBA. Career. Yeah. It, it's his origin story. Yeah. All right. So now there may be a possibility. What am I hearing? What are birds telling me? Let's go. <laughs> oh, All yeah. right. So the, the book has been optioned, which means it's film and documentary rights have been purchased by a producer named Mark Ciardi. And if that name is not familiar to anyone um, it should be specifically in the Philadelphia area because Mark has produced uh, a bunch of different sports movies, uh, among them Miracle, uh, the story about the 1980 U.S. hockey team, and a movie called Invincible uh, about Vince Papali. So uh, we have a script for a feature film. It's being shopped around. Uh, we have uh, a director for a documentary, and there's research being done. It doesn't necessarily mean that either a movie and or a documentary will be made, but it's encouraging and good news. And I'm knocking on every piece of wood that I possibly can find. This is, this is exciting, okay. man. This okay, is exciting. All right, Gunner, now make your pitch here. Okay. All right. We're, we're going to have to refer to him eventually as Mr. Sealski, which I don't know. No, he won't. No. To, but all right. So here's, here's, here's what I brought up in our pre-show meeting. 
you and I have known each other a long time. We have been friends a long time. You have gone out of your way since the advent of Twitter to take backdoor shots at me periodically when you can, when you can, and I've enjoyed every one of them. So I'm just like two questions. First of all, if it does reach movie form, will you have an active role in fine tuning the script, how you want it portrayed, and things like that, or will you turn it over and let the expert do it? How, how, what kind of involvement will you have with it? I- I do whatever they ask me to do, Gunner. Um, but in terms of working on the script, they hired someone who's really sharp and really yeah. good. And he wrote the script. And once, from what I understand of how this process works, once someone buys the rights to your intellectual property like this, mm-hmm. it's kind of out of your hands to a certain degree, unless that entity wants you involved. So um, they're going to turn it into whatever they turn it into. And as long as they say, based on the rise by Mike Sealski, I'm good. All right. Okay. So, so even if even if you turn over um, the controlling rights to it, you you will be there to kind of oversee it to a certain degree. I'll have right I'll have a little point. bit of input. Let's put it that okay. way. All right. So, with that said, because of go. our relationship, yeah. Okay, Rob. If this works out and you don't get in, I don't want to hear a word from you. <laughs> so I said basically, you know, Mike should be able to get me a just a, a cameo scene just i don't even want lines i just want to be, you know the, yeah, you hire the extras like 500 extras yeah. of walkthroughs can you get me just a walkthrough scene something like that mike, mike. Gun, gun, gunner if they shoot a scene in a high school gymnasium where kobe is playing a game and he throws down a dunk and they pan to the crowd in the stands i'll go like and this. you can be the guy all the way up at the top what with the you know, yes. just awestruck look on your face yes. over what Kobe's doing. Um, that's all I can. That's that's all I can work for. That's right good now. for you, Derek. Yeah. Why, why do I have to be at the top? Why can't I be in like the lower rows? Yeah. So that what way you, you, you want to play, play Joe Bryant? Like what? What are we talking about here? Just saying, basically, you know, just to make sure if the camera passes in the scene, you'll see. I can tell people and family and friends. There I am. We you don't know, want to scare the audience. If you I, put I, me way at the top, there's a possibility. Yeah. Number one, I, I, I'll never be seen. Number two, I could get cut. I could be on the cutting room floor. I, I don't know, Gunner. I don't know how I'm going to be able to go to. Assuming there's a director, and assuming this, assuming this happens, I don't know how I'm going to be able to go to the director and say, "Hey, look, I know you got Lawrence Fishburne. I know you got Michael B. Jordan, but my buddy Gunner really, really would like to play this part. What no, can no, you no. can you do me a solid? I don't want a speaking role. I just want to be in a scene. Just put me, in, put me where you can't miss me. You leave him alone. Scene. I mean, he's excited, and now you're trying to. You know, <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm happy for him. I hope, he, I hope this thing blows up and becomes one of the greatest sports movies of all time. I, I, I'm just saying. All right, this that, is how that, it happens. Thanks, guys. So appreciate, now it became about I appreciate you. it. I can't make any promises. Hey, Mike, I can't make any congrats, promises. But let's make it more about. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, all right, Mike. So, so a lot to dive into here, Philly sports scene. I, let's start with the Sixers. So okay. they had their last home game of the regular season tonight. It, they're locked into three. We know that. We know uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Sixers are, are your order. Highly likely it's the Nets, okay? Um, how do you approach the last four with Embiid and Harden? Do they not see the light of day? Do you play them a little bit to keep them sharp? What do you do? I think you play them a little bit to keep them sharp. I think you have to. Uh, I don't think you necessarily have to play them 35 to 48 minutes a night. Although the way this team performed the other night against the Celtics, I think come the playoffs, you're probably going to have to do that if you want to make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals and even the NBA Finals. 
But no, you've got to have them rested for the playoffs. I mean, I really think that's their only hope, guys, is, you know, that Embiid and Harden play as well as they possibly can play and the rest of the team climbs on board. Yeah. Uh, look, Mike, I'm in agreement. Go ahead, Gunnar. Sorry. I, I, I don't disagree with you, Mike, but here's my concern. When your star guard, James Harden, came out not too long ago and said, this Achilles thing is not going away. I think at this stage, you've gotten what you needed to get out of him. You needed to help get you to a certain point. Now that you're locked into that point, especially an older James Harden, who has become this great facilitator and still can be a lethal scorer beyond the arc, I need as many minutes and games as I can get out of him in that second season to get over, to get from out, to get out from under that dark cloud of we can't get past the second round. I need all hands on deck. And that's where Rob and I have gone back and forth about this as well as Barrett. I'm shutting everybody down right now. And Bede mm. always comes up with these fluke injuries, you know, and, and, and Harden has basically told you, man, I'm limping through this thing. You know, they can't yeah. go up, they can't go down. Yeah, there, there's something to be said for that, Gunner. I understand where you're coming from. I, yeah. I would suit them up for fewer minutes than I would normally okay. play them. Okay. Um, I, I want to keep them a little bit fresh, a little bit sharp, a little bit rolling. Um I mean, gosh, I was there the other night and yeah. Joel was just so good. Yeah. I, I'd hate to have him, you know, have a layoff and then have to kind of come back from the layoff even a little okay. bit. You know, I'm, okay. I'm not saying you got to play him a ton over these last four games, but I think you got to yeah. play him a little bit. It, Mike is, yeah, if he cemented it the other night, let us know that. But do you think it's a lock that he's the MVP? And it should be. Yeah. It absolutely should be. Um, I don't know. Look, I don't watch. Nikola Jokic on a night-by-night -night basis, mm -hmm. uh, but I find it hard to believe that he's doing more to help the Nuggets win mm -hmm. than Joel Embiid is doing to help the Sixers win. Uh, and I think Tuesday night was a perfect example of that. Uh, that's what if, if that's what it's going to take for them to beat the Celtics <laughs> when the Celtics don't have Jalen Brown or Robert Williams, then holy cow, Embiid is really dealing with a you know. A roster that isn't quite as good as we thought it was. Now, look. Yes. De'Anthony Melton was not good. Tyrese Maxey was not good. Those guys are going to struggle against the Celtics because of the way the yep. Celtics have depth on the perimeter. But they needed every one of Joel Embiid's 52 points to win a mm -hmm. game against yep. the top seed in the conference that was shorthanded. So if that doesn't tell you that Embiid's the MVP, and if you if you don't just look at what he's done over the course of the season, what he did – to Jokic in that one game, I think that matters a lot, that he destroyed him, dropped 47 and 13 on him or whatever it was. Uh, it should be Joel Embiid. I don't. I really have a hard time seeing how anyone could argue with that. Yeah, Mike, I've got to ask you this, Mike, because uh, we do ask you this in increments when we have you on and as, as we do other guests. And we always critique Doc Rivers and how he handles his, his, his players. How do you think he's handled his players down the stretch in terms of minutes, rotation, and strategic moments and games? I think it's been okay. I mean, look, he's in a tough – on the one hand, he's in a tough spot in that this team is still top-heavy. They do not have – for all of Dower Morey's trying to get – to cultivate more depth and find pieces to put around Embiid and Harden and Maxi. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still not very deep. Now, how much of that you might put on Doc in terms of getting bench players ready and mm -hmm. turning them into useful pieces? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Uh, because there are guys like how is Furkan Korkmaz just not functional That's at this point? Yeah. You know, how is it that Paul Reed looks like he has, 
you know, eaten a dozen Pez dispensers worth of candy before he gets on the floor. He just, there, there doesn't seem to be any development in guys who don't play a lot. You don't feel good when the bench players are out there. And I don't know how much of that is just the players themselves and how much of it is Doc's inability to kind of play them over the course of the season and get good minutes out of them and make their roles clear and define what they need them to do and just improve them as players. So um, Doc's been fine. Doc's been fine. But as the case, as is always the case with Doc, the proof will be in the playoff pudding. Yep, mm. Absolutely. I mean, here's what it comes down to, Mike. I mean, I, I like any of us doubt that they can get past Brooklyn, but you're looking at one of those two likely in the second round, barring some kind of crazy upset, man. And I, I'm with you. I don't see it. And Bede has to go crazy. And, and you look at the lack of help that he got. Harris was awful. Melton was awful. Niang was awful. You got virtually other than Harden and Matt Maxi. Look, he had a bad night. It happens, but the Celtics have his number. Other than Harden, you got no help at all. No. Why am I to think that this is going to be any different in the playoffs? It's a, gr- it's, a, it's a great question, Rob. The analogy that I used after the game mm-hmm. and in my column the next day was from the movie The Princess Bride. If you guys remember that, they have the big sword fight early on in the movie between the two masters, and both of them are fighting left-handed, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the, And then in the middle of the fight, they each switch, you know. I forgot to tell you something. I am not left-handed. Well, th- that's what the Sixer, the Celtics did to the Sixers the other night. They took them to the very brink left-handed. Yeah. So what happens when they switch in the playoffs and they're at full strength and they have Jalen Brown and Rob Williams? Uh, what are you going to do then? I, I Look, could the Sixers beat them? I suppose it's possible, but I just don't have any confidence that they can. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, <laughs> let, let's, uh, let's jump a little bit. Let's go Phillies here. Um, one and five start. No, we know how long the season is, but I think it's fair to react in real time to some things that you're seeing. Mike, we're talking about Harper. We're talking about Hoskins. Now Derek Hall, potentially Brandon Marsh. That's just on the from the everyday player standpoint. Suarez Painter. You know, I, and I'm not making excuses for the Phillies, but like I think we need to start paying attention. This is real firepower that's missed from this team, man. That that like this could be a struggle for them. I don't care who they're playing in the early going. Yeah, it's it, the injuries have absolutely hurt them early on, and. The other concern I have, Rob, and it, and it's reared its head a little bit so far in the first six games, but I think it's going to be one that that continues throughout the season, is one that was a big concern last year and should be an even bigger one this year, and that's their defense. Okay, yeah. you've got a traffic cone in left field in Kyle Schwarber, you got a quasi traffic cone in right field in Nick Castellanos. Alec Bohm is still not a very good defensive third baseman. Who are you putting at first? They don't catch the ball well. They didn't catch the ball well last year. They're not going to catch the ball well this year. And the difference this year is that the ball is going to be put in play more often this year. There are going to be fewer strikeouts. They're going to be, you know, shifting isn't allowed anymore. The, the idea that, that teams are going to hit the ball right at a fielder who wouldn't otherwise be able to get to it is going to be a, a bigger factor this season. So that's something I worry about in the long term. The injuries, look. Harper eventually will be back. You think Derek Hall eventually will be back. Uh, you hope that Suarez and Painter can come back. But, you know, the ball's going to be out there for the Phillies to catch it and throw it and do all those things that they struggle to do. And I wonder how much of a factor that'll be uh, over the course of the season. Mike, I've kind of equated it to that 2005 Eagles team. You know, coming off that Super Bowl, 
everybody expected them to repeat in 2005 and, you know, beyond T.O. losing his mind and, and being a disruptive factor, injuries decimated that team. And obviously there's a lot more games than, you know, here than there are in football. But still, considering what this team had in terms of an explosive lineup and it's supposed to be an improved stellar pitching staff, it's just, this is ridiculous. It's every day of somebody now with this team. Yeah, it's 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 a major problem, I think, early on here, Gunner. And look, it is early. Rob's right. It is really early. If you do the whole football analogy, it's, you know, late in the second quarter of week one and they're mm-hmm. down two touchdowns or however you want to frame it. Uh, but it can get late early and they're in a really good division. You know, they're yep. playing the Mets and the Braves. And I think everything will sort itself out over the course of the season. But there are a few things that are going to be ongoing concerns. I mentioned the defense. I think the injuries are one. Uh, you have to think the bullpen sorts itself out, but you never quite know. And I think we saw with Castellanos last year, there's always a risk that a guy in a new team, in a new city, is going to struggle adjusting. And I'm not talking about uh, – that goes for relief pitchers and that goes for everyday players. Mm-hmm. And they made a few changes here, and, you know, we got to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, mm. and, and I just – Mike, I hope he proves me wrong. I have zero faith that Castellanos is going to get going. I, it just yeah. feels – Oh, my guy again. Uh, Derek, have you seen what he's done lately? Your guy. All right, so your guy in his last five games is over 13 with eight strikeouts. Okay. He strikes out half the time he bats. Okay, but we went through this last There's summer. There's a to that? Yes. We, we Let him warm up. Give the man time. We went through this last summer, and who made two of the greatest playoff defensive plays of last year? Okay. And did he not crank it up hitting in the playoffs? Crank it up? Okay, right, that's a he, he, had, he had a good game or two. He had a good yeah. game or two. Uh, Give him time. Oh, boy. Yeah, on, I, I think that's a big concern here, Rob. I, I do, because as good as Castellanos was, and he was consistently good throughout his career before he got here, he was not playing in markets like Philadelphia. It wasn't like he was tearing the cover off the ball for the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Mets. He was doing it for the Reds, uh, you know, and and – you know, people who love baseball and their team is lousy and there's 10,000 people in the stands every night and there's really no pressure. This is different. And he had, he's admitted he had trouble adjusting last season. And it looks like, I don't know this for certain, but it looks like he's living in his own head. And that's never a good thing for an athlete mm, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Mike, uh, okay, we, we got to deal with the injuries. But Mike, what, what's a comfort level for you in terms of how long we can endure this? Yeah, and we, we, it's, it's a struggle right now. But from a fan, not a, not a media perspective, just a fan perspective, how much can you? How much more can you endure? Oh, I think the fans are already like, oh my god, this team is forget it. It's awful. Fire <laughs> Rob Thompson. I've read some of the emails that my colleague Alex Coffey, who covers the Phillies for us full time, has yeah. been getting, and and people are apoplectic already. I'm almost, in a way, I'm almost disappointed that the Phillies didn't start out zero and six because I would have liked to have seen what happened in their home opener when oh, the defending yeah. National League champions get booed mercilessly for not having won one of their first six games. Cause you know, what would have happened, you know, Phillies fans, you, you guys know this Eagles fans get a lot of heat for being tough. Yeah. Phillies fans are underrated, nasty. They just are mm. uh, because it's night after night, after night, after night. And uh, Mike Schmidt and Pat Burrell and who knows how yeah. many guys yeah. can tell you, uh, how hard it can be to play baseball here for a summer. Yeah, no question. All right, well, let's go to football here, Mike, because we like to jump around here mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, we're three weeks out from the draft, believe it or not. Howie's aggressive. That much we know. Um, 
your sense of what they may do in terms of moving up, moving down, and taking a position that might not be super popular with the fans, a la offensive line, or you know maybe they go corner even though they just locked up two corners. What do you think they may do? What's your gut telling you? I think Howie's going to chase picks. Uh, I would be mildly surprised if they didn't trade down out of 10. Uh, and as far as the positions that they select, look, we know this, and Gunner knows this as well as anybody. Same with you, Rob. There are certain positions that they value more than others. Mm-hmm. And offensive and defensive line are among them. Certain positions along those lines more so than others. Uh, we're talking about pass rushers and tackles. And they need, a, they need young cornerbacks. There, there's no getting around that. And for all the trouble that they've had filling that position through the draft over time, they still need young cornerbacks. So, you know, there's all this talk about taking a, a running back, which I think would be stupid. I don't care how good the running back is. Agreed. Um, that, that is not the right thing to do in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if, if one of their first round picks turned out to be an offensive lineman or a pass rusher. Right. I just think that that's where they live and die. That's where they build their teams. Howie believes in that. He's believed in that for a long time. He learned it from Andy Reid. And so nobody should expect anything different, I don't think. Yeah, uh, Mike, they, they lost a lot in terms of free agency. They lost their top five tacklers on defense. When you, when you stack up the pluses and minuses, they are still, to me, at the top in the NFC East. Do you see a team in, the, in that division that is closing the gap a little bit on them? I don't, Gunner. I really don't. Um, I kind of, I know how that sounds. I know that sounds like I'm drinking, you know, Kelly Green Kool-Aid or something. But, (laughs) you know, the Giants just recommitted to Daniel Jones. Yeah. You know, Washington does not have a starting quarterback that I can tell. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys are still the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they may be better, but can you really count on them when the going gets tough? Um, you know, the Eagles have made a living over the last, what, 20 to 25 years of often living off of and benefiting from the mistakes of their quote unquote enemies in the NFC East. You know, Washington has been an embarrassment for virtually 30 years. The Cowboys have these years where you just wonder what the heck they're doing. And they're the fashionable pick to go to the Super Bowl. And then they go nine and eight or you know, 10 and seven or whatever, they go, you know, 13 and four and losing their first playoff game or something. Um, and the Giants have been not great for a long time. I mean, I have a lot of friends who cover the Giants and work in New York and they were all like, oh, Brian Dable's great and this team is back. And then they got in the playoffs against the Eagles and it was men versus boys. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think the Eagles benef- are, are in one of those periods in their history where they're benefiting from the fact that the rest of the division isn't very good, or at least mm-hmm. – it, not that the division isn't very good, but the Eagles are substantially better than the other teams okay. uh, they face regularly. Knowing the way the Eagles operate, is there any chance that we get to camp and there's not a deal in place for Jalen Hurts? That would really surprise me, Rob. It really would. I think Jeffrey Lurie wants this to happen. We know how much Jeffrey Lurie loves the idea of a franchise quarterback. Uh, he's always looking to kind of make that happen for football reasons. And I think for economic reasons, it's, the way you sell jerseys, it's the way you become part of the water, water cooler discussion. It's no coincidence that uh, the, the owner that Lori has admired most during his tenure uh, running the Eagles has been Robert Kraft of the mm-hmm. Patriots. And he has seen how much the Patriots mm-hmm. became a brand name team because of Tom Brady. It's the only mm-hmm. reason they did. They won right. Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. They became a national team because of Tom Brady. 
Mm-hmm. Lurie wants the same thing. He's gone after it with Donovan McNabb. He's gone after it with Carson Wentz. He feels like he's got it now again in Jalen Hurts. It would surprise me if a deal was not struck mm-hmm. before training camp because I think both sides want it. Okay. Uh, Mike, lastly, I know you guys have been doing the, these pieces on the on the 83 Sixers, and, and I've thoroughly enjoyed them, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, across the board. So just to give the folks who maybe haven't seen them, who, who can jump onto this a little bit, a, a taste of some of the stuff you've done and your colleagues have done. Well, shout out first to my colleague, Matt Breen, who's been absolutely killing it this week with these cool – you know, retrospective stories about the team. He did one about Mark Ivoroni, who's yes. like the forgotten starter of that team, yeah. who quite literally, and shout out for, to all you Saturday Night Live, Chris Farley fans out there, lived in a van down by the river. I mean, yeah. he really did. Yeah. Um, Matt also did a story that came out today about how Julius Irving was uh, the focal point of the first big basketball video game that came out 40 years ago. He and Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a piece on Julius uh, as kind of the, the one athlete who maybe was most respected by the Philadelphia fan base who never got booed supposedly, but actually did get booed once. And it's kind of a reflection and analysis. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co of him as a role model and, you know, being a perfect superstar and, and eventually finding out that he was pretty imperfect. So mm-hmm. uh, we're producing a lot of good content this week for those who either remember the 1983 Sixers or maybe aren't quite as familiar with them. Um, there's something for everybody there. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love I love that. Matt also had a great piece on Big Shot. People yeah. don't remember Big Shot. He was like a fanatic ripoff who, <laughs> frankly, it wasn't a pleasant um, – odor when he would he would come around uh, uh, and he was interesting let's just say hey, Mike, he's an interesting mascot yeah question question i've wanted to ask you for a while and i like to ask writer friends this story because you're so accomplished at what you do do you enjoy the aspect of researching more than writing or writing more so than researching good question researching okay. uh I, i've come to really like the reporting process gunner um yeah. i i spend this I'm, I'm working on another book right now about the history of the slam dunk. And I have spent a small fortune on Amazon uh, buying old books uh, that are out of print or people haven't read in 30, 40 years so I can do research. I love tracking down people I need to talk to. I love going to places to be able to, you know, kind of set my feet in a location where Mm -hmm. a historical event happened or a famous athlete or coach or figure lived and worked and existed. Uh, the writing is painful, <laughs> um, but the the, re- the more, better my research is, the easier the writing is. Okay, makes right. sense. Mike, keep nice. up the good work, man. Prolific. Appreciate work. you, man. Awesome. Yeah. Love having you on too, guys. Thanks so much. Anytime. Love you both, and yeah, uh, have a great holiday weekend. You too. Mike, Thank you, man. Be good, man. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. See Mike you, Sielski. Awesome job. He, he is Gunner. He's so good, man. He's so good. At he is. I love. I, if he yeah. wrote, if he wrote nothing, I would want to read it because he, just because he wrote it. Yeah, I'm with you. you. I am with you 100%. All right, so 2 o'clock, we're going to have Quentin Michael, former Eagle. Uh, He's going to join us. What a better guy to talk to about the secondary and what they should do and safety and all those kind of things and all the moves the Eagles have made this offseason than Q. So we'll talk to him at 2 o'clock. Come back. We'll do a little hybrid. Uh, we got into some of the stuff with the Phillies and the Sixers with Mike. We'll dig a little bit deeper into those two things when we come back. little fun segment at the end of the program, too, Derek. Uh, best athletes turned actors. Mm. 
Okay. Uh, so we'll do that as well towards the end of the program. I have it on this date for you. Uh, I have some birthdays for you. Movies are okay. They're okay. So we'll get into all that kind of stuff when we return. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I am Rob. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time for me to tell you about ProAction Restoration. Yes, you might have a home. You might have a business. You might have a property that you own. And unfortunately, you've gone through water, fire, smoke, mold damage. We were talking about some of these, you know, these hurricanes and tornadoes and all the crazy stuff that's going on. Uh, if that's happened to you or, it, you know, if you want to just take down this number and be ready just in case there's any kind of problems, ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can tell you, I went through it on a Saturday. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get anybody out to my parents' house. And not only did they get there, they showed up quick. They cleaned up the place. The crew was professional. The price was right. It was a big relief for everybody involved. ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. 
Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? How we doing? How we doing, Gunner? You good? But you know what I just did? What'd you do? I ran downstairs and I ran outside for like thirty seconds just to soak it in. It's eighty three. It's eighty three <laughs> degrees, bro. And tomorrow's gonna be in the sixties. Thanks to this rain front, it's gonna be a lot cooler tomorrow. Yeah. I went in and I just did like this for about thirty seconds. Oh mm-hmm. man! I did the so same good. thing. I do the same thing. I I love like when we finish, when we're done, I'll go, I'll just go when it's nice out, I'll go stand. I'll just sit on the deck for a minute and just, just let it pour over me, man. I do that a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's something about the, the warm weather. It just, it it makes the muscles feel more elastic. (laughs) It just makes your body just, just, just relax. Yeah. It's like a sauna, you know? I agree, man. Oh man. I, I I just, I said, I got to run down and the dogs are looking at me like, where you going? You know, and I ran outside. I just did like this a couple of times. I said, oh, man, this feels so good because it's not staying. It'd be different if it was June, July, August. You know it's going to be there when you come out. Yeah. But because the weather's changed, especially with this front, it's still it's still sunny here where I am, man. I don't know what it's like where you are. Yeah. It's still sunny where I am. It is. It is. You wonder. And again, I was, I was trying to look ahead a little. I was looking at this yesterday, too, before the Phillies postponed their game. Just trying to get a handle on this thing. But it looks like around three is when it's really going to hit. Okay. So I can't say I fault the Phillies for calling it, but can you imagine if this stuff held off to like seven tonight and you could have played the game in this kind know, of man. weather, man, oh. it's tough. It's tough. Like, again, you, you know, you're trying to do right by people and not have them, you know, show up at the game and all of a sudden it just, they just get crushed. So I, I get what the Phillies were doing. Um, well, speaking of that, let, let, let's, let's stay on the Phillies uh, theme for one second here. Castellanos aside. You know, the, the, the troubling part, it, it's really, if it was just one thing you could put your finger on with them, right, right, you'd feel better about it. But Nola pitched well yesterday. That's encouraging. You did. You did. Um, but for the most part, it was the it was the original bad Nola started, bad Wheeler. Uh, Taiwan Walker wasn't particularly good either on, on top of it. So your starters haven't given you enough. The bullpen has struggled as well, um, you know, especially guys like Gregory Soto. Like, he's got an 18 ERA. Right, and that was that was a trade, and 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 by the way, Matt Deerling and um, is has done a nice job for the Tigers so far, who went over there in yep. that deal. Yep. But it's not just that the offense, two runs or fewer, three in three of their last four games. Yep, you know that, all these things they all add up, and then the injuries: Harper, Hoskins, Suarez, Painter, Hall, Marsh, all of those, and then two times in the last twenty-five years, an NL team. Uh, that has either gotten to the world series or won the world series has gone back and that's it. So all these things are, are not really stacked in your favor thus far. That's for and, sure. And not only that, but then look at how much we applaud uh, Trey Turner rightfully. So for the start, he's gotten off to, you know, he's like hitting three seventy five or something like that, but then he gets picked off first base. Dumb. Just dumb. You know, yeah. They ran, they run themselves. They ran themselves out of an inning, you know, you know, you make the gaffes and every team does, but yeah. see, this team was so hyped, and I knew this was going to happen. No, I can't say I knew it was going to happen, but you knew the possibility is there. This team was so hyped because of what they did in the offseason, because of the anticipation of them hitting the ground running, 
because this team was so deep, deep across the board. And then the little things started happening before they could really get cranked up. These little nagging injuries, players day-to-day, waiting for Harper to return, waiting for Suarez to come back, and so on and so forth. It, it just it, t- it takes a lot of wind out of your sail mm-hmm. a lot sooner than you ever thought it would. And now you're sitting on your hands wondering what exactly is going on with this team, man. You know, and, and I said it the other day, and I'll say it again. Even with the deletions in the lineup, they still have enough. I mean, when you're hitting, getting eight, nine hits a game, you got to win more games than you lose. Yeah. Got to be timely. They haven't been timely. They haven't been time. They're like two for ten, one for eight with runners in scoring position. Yeah, you've got to be. You've got to be more productive when the moment calls for it. You know. And it haven't it hasn't happened for this team yet. Everything mm-hmm. that you didn't think could happen has happened up to this point. <laughs> I know. It's you know, you almost have to look at it like, all right, I don't want to even say this, but it can't get worse. Uh, I'm knocking on wood if you can't hear that. Why did you say that? No, why did you say that? Uh tomorrow it's Wheeler. So we'll see. Maybe that first game was just, hey, I'm uh there's some rust kind of getting there, et cetera. Cincinnati does not have a killer lineup. They're throwing no. some pretty decent arms at them, but they don't yep. have a killer lineup. This should be a good Zach Wheeler performance. You know, there, there's you're going to have all the circumstance of, of the of the first opening day, and they, they get the rings and all that you know all that fun stuff and, and everything that goes along with it and whatever. Uh, but you got to dial in. They got to start taking care of business. Like you've got to start getting series wins now. It's not panic time or anything like that. But what you did was you upped the ante. On, on the importance of some of these earlier series where it could right, have just been right. like whatever. That's that's kind of what you did. Um I and with this with this Cincinnati lineup, I'd be surprised if Wheeler, if his game is on, he doesn't go six plus in this game. Yeah. To me, it, it's I, I a would dis- be too. Yep. It's a disappointment if he doesn't go six plus. This is not the mess. This is not the Braves and the Dodgers. It's it's the Reds. Yeah. You know, and the Reds are not that team. And he's got to go at least six plus. I mean, I was shocked. Garrett Cole yesterday goes six and a third, and I looked at his pitch. 103 pitches? Oof. This early in the season? I know. But if Wheeler's on point just to get this team out of the doldrums, if he has to throw 95, 100 pitches, so be it. Mm-hmm. To get this team back in the plus column, man, because right now, like you said, like Mike, like Mike Sielski said, Philadelphia baseball fans are a different breed. you know. And it, when it's day-to-day and it's not going well, it gets ugly quick. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Nah, listen, you, you, you're not wrong. Uh, I can tell you that much. You are not wrong. Um, I would jump over to the Sixers. So I get Mike's point who we just had on about playing the Sixers some to keep them sharp. I, I think what I would right. do, Derek, I think I'd probably sit him tonight maybe a little taste against the Hawks on Friday, sit him against the Raptors and play him a touch to, to close or whoever the, uh, the last, the last game is the Nets yeah. play him against the Nets to, to close it out. I, I would give him a little bit um, of a taste. And then, and, and by the way, welcome Steve. Steve's a new member uh, to the show. We appreciate it. Right. Steve. What's up, Steve? So maybe just kind of mix and match. Off tonight, play the next one. Off the next one, play the last one. Because you're going to have about a week off with, with, for the play-in games. Okay, when you say a touch, how many minutes are we looking at? 15. Eight, I was thinking eight. like five, eight. Well, if you think about it, so you talk about a, that's out of a 48-minute game, right? That's not a ton. That's a little over a quarter. Okay. A quarter-ish. 
Okay. Quarter and a half. I can't again, I can't emphasize it enough. Yeah. I am I am putting bubble wrap around the key components because I have to find a way to make sure we are to have the guns loaded when we are ready to go yeah. when it counts. I, I I'd rather I'd rather err on the side of caution more so than anything else. Yeah. Uh especially when you talk about fluke injuries happening and things like that. I just enough to break a sweat in the uniform and force the team to wash the uniform. That's all I want to see. You know what I call it? I call it the Eagles approach. The Eagles approach. The, the Eagles don't sweat rust. They they're they're going to get no, their guys no. to the start of the regular season, uh, you know, and if, if we're a little rusty so be it. And they they don't care. And you know, hard to yeah, argue right. how healthy they've been. Our producer Tone is saying 20 to 25 minutes. Uh-uh. Now, now, what are you gaining by that? There's nothing to gain by that. You can't move up. You can't move down. Right. What are you gaining by that? Yeah. Nothing. Not I don't here. want him out there. Because, see, teams that you're playing are still jockeying for position. Oh, yeah. well, no, they're jockeying, they're jockeying to finish off positively. The teams you're playing are teams that are stu- have struck, stumbled to the playoffs at this point. Miami, Brooklyn, you know, they want to go out on a positive, hoping it, the mindset is let's go out on a positive and hopefully it'll carry over into the second season. Mm-hmm. So they're going to give it everything they have. Yeah. I don't yeah. need my, I don't need my people to give everything they have right now. I don't. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I, I do think it beats won the MVP. I think it's, I think it's done, but thinking about him, Derek, and where we are like sort of contextually, um, if they don't, if they're not able to get out of the second round again this year, and eventually he either wants to be traded, they trade him. I don't know what happens, ends up happening, but this would be one of the biggest wastes of, of an incredible talent we've ever seen. I couldn't agree more. You know, I you're talking about a guy more. who, wh- whether they give him the MVP or not, is the most dominant player in the league right now, uh, who, who's played at an incredible level for years now. And they may not get any further than a second round. I mean, this is that's what we're going to look back at. Man, did you waste a, a great player during his time? If Brooklyn can give up both Kyrie and Kevin Durant in a span of days, then then nothing's off the table. And 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 you when you make a move like that, you're telling your fan base, be patient. This immediate upcoming season may not be our season, but from a fan base, a diehard fan, I'm thinking, we gave you time. We were patient. Mm-hmm. And you did. Why should I be more patient now that he's not here? Yeah, the most dominant big man in the game is not here. You want us to be patient? Mm-hmm. We've been patient through this whole process of Nerlin Noel's and so on and so forth. And now you're going to tell us to be patient again and spend our good money? There's no patience left. Well said. There's yeah. none. Yeah. No, I mean, if there's any fan base that you should never accuse or say, "Hey, you need to have more patience," it's this one. When you went through that process of, of, you know, tanking and purposely losing and all that, man, the, some of the just players that were that were run through here, right? Sixers right. fans have every single right, absolutely, to say, "I want this done now. I am absolutely. done waiting. Yes. Done. Yes. Yeah. I, and, and I got to tell I, you, I hate to ahead. say it, Rob, because um, I've seen it happen. As as loyal as Sixers basketball fans are. When this team was going through the Mojave Desert of bad times, there were a lot of empty seats in that Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. whole lot of empty seats, man. Mm-hmm. People just got tired of it. I know. 
And if you don't get past, and people are going to be frustrated. If they got past the second round and still don't get to the finals, people are going to be frustrated, but they'll come back. Yep. If they don't get past the second round and you make, and you have the audacity to, to trade Joel Embiid and ask him to be patient. Nah. It's going to be a long, cold I winter agree. in yeah. the Wells Fargo Center. I, I think the only way Embiid isn't here is him forcing his way out. And I'm not telling uh, you yeah. to do that. I, I, I but I don't think they're voluntarily moving. But you're right. I mean, never say never. Weird stuff happens. Well, um, you know, if, if Embiid wanted out of here after that, if something like that happened, can you blame him? No. No. I, I don't look, blame him one bit. He, I think Joel would never say this publicly, but he knows he's not going to be one of these guys who's playing at 37. He's not that guy. So he looks mm-hmm. at it and he's like, I got about probably five really prime years left where I can mm-hmm. crush. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, you, mm. you've given me, you know, Tobias Harris with, with like a max deal and, and we can go mm-hmm. through all the bad mistakes. We, Michael Bridges, we talked about the other day. There's been a million of them. He, I don't blame the guy for getting frustrated if, if that's the way. I don't either. I don't yeah. either. I, I want out the door. You know, I was as patient as I could possibly be. I said all the right things. I went out there and gave my blood, sweat, and tears to this organization. You promised me you would build a winner around me. Yep. And you built a team that was competitive, but you didn't build that ultimate winner around me. I, I want to go somewhere where I have a chance to get to that next level, you know. Now, the unfortunate thing is if the Sixers – now, I don't even know if he has a no-trade clause in his contract, but if he got traded, Sixers could send him to a team that has the talent they're looking for but is not a contender. He could be right back in that same Bermuda Triangle he, he, he's gotten himself out of, a yeah. team that's still a few years away. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it would have to be very s- special circumstances, and and yeah, he would yeah. he and his agent would have to engineer where he ends up. This can't be random for him at this point in his career. Like you can't right. just go yeah. somewhere random. You're right. Um, that's for sure. So here, here's the way it shakes out. I mentioned um, the Sixers are locked into the three seed. We know Milwaukee's one, Boston's two. They're your top three. As right as of right now, it would be six is who the Sixers would play because they're the three seed, and that would be Brooklyn. So your play-in teams. This is your seven, eight, nine, and ten right now with a few games left. Miami seven, Atlanta eight. Toronto nine and Chicago 10. They're your 10 teams mm-hmm. that, you know, they'll, they'll mix it up in the play in tournament, the lowest seed, or depending on how you look at it, let's say the bulls somehow win the bulls would get Milwaukee because they're the mm-hmm. lowest seed. Okay. Right. And then, you know, you get the way the rest of it works. They, if Toronto wins or whatever, they would end up getting, uh, they would end up getting Boston. So uh, that's the matchup. Uh, I wanted to pass this, this, this run this by you too. Thought it was interesting. So Mark Cuban meets with the media yesterday before Dallas's game. And he touched on a bunch of different things. He wants to re-sign Kyrie Irving. Good luck with that. They're 8-15 with since that trade. But he went on this sort of like, I don't want to say rant, but like almost like making excuses for the way it played out. So he blamed Rick Brunson, or, or excuse me, Jalen Brunson, leaving in free agency, basically saying like, yeah, and once his dad got involved, forget it. Yeah, the, the parents get involved. It's never good. You know, like, like, you know, sour grapes. So the way this worked, Rick Brunson had been an assistant in the NBA before. He right. left. Uh, you know, he was he was coaching Camden High School uh, last year. He was hired by the Knicks. It's the third time he's worked under Tom Thibodeau, who's the coach there. 
Leon Rose runs the Knicks. Leon Rose is a former mm-hmm. agent. Leon Rose yep. um, is the godfather of Jalen Brunson. He's godfather. He mm-hmm. represented Rick back in the day as a player. Mm-hmm. Those two were super tight. So basically Cuban's issue is, hey, we would have matched. We would have gotten this thing done. He never gave us the chance. They ran to New York because his daddy was there and his, his, you know, his, his, his godfather. First of all, the other part that they're denying, like Jalen Brunson's camp claimed that they, they sort of like threw this low ball mm-hmm. offer at them in January, I think, of last year. And they were like, no, we're not signing right, that. Right. The Mavs deny that. But whatever, you had the opportunity to get it done and you yes. didn't. Yes. Enough of this, you know, whining nonsense that he's throwing out there. If, 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 if Brunson has a good relationship, obviously, with his father, why, why wouldn't you want to have the opportunity to yeah. be a part of that? How why cool is that? Yeah. I, I would want my kid to play for me or my yeah. organization if I was a part of it. Why, your what, your dad and your godfather, Derek. Both. Yes. And, and so, so why didn't you have a better contingency plan if you knew something like that was possible? And if, if what we're hearing is true is that you tried to lowball him, what did you expect him to do? That's an insult. Yeah. If you really valued him, why don't you start at the top instead of the bottom? And again, I don't know if the offer was lowball or not. That's what the rumor states. But if you did do that, if you did do that, that's on you. That's not on him. Mm-hmm. You know, you basically you insult somebody and you expect them just to forget about it. That's not how we roll. That's not how people roll. Now, it is what it is. When, when they got Kyrie and we sat here and said, it, oh, my goodness, Dallas is going to be a major player in the West. Mm-hmm. It didn't pan out. Right. At least man up and just say, hey, look, we thought this was work. We thought he was the missing link to get us over the hump. It hasn't worked out. It's on us. Oh, you got to say. That's it. You gonna make all these excuses about why it's failed and all that. No. But you know why he's doing it. So Luca came out and talked and was like, hey, you know, I'm frustrated. We lost Jalen. It hurt chemistry. He's obviously a phenomenal player. He's doing damage control. But meanwhile, he's not helping himself. Cuban's making it worse. But I think he thinks he's he's throwing damage control out there. It's like, dude, you you misplayed your hand, and now you're paying the piper for it. Don't give me the dad thing. Like like you said, what's unless you have the you know, and I get not every relationship between father and son is great, whatever. But these two are good. Why wouldn't you want to go play with your dad? Exactly. That's no a once-in-a-lifetime dream to yeah. be able to do with that, something like that. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Very and, you're in the, and you're in the biggest market in, in all of professional sports. Right. It's a right. slam dunk. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, other, uh, let's stay out west for a minute. So right now, Dallas is on the outside looking in, Derek. They're yes. not even a play-in team right now. Um, Denver's your one. Memphis is your two. Sacramento is your three. I know people who maybe aren't following the NBA closely are like, wait, what? Yeah, Sacramento is your three. Uh, Phoenix is your four. The Clippers beat the Lakers last night. They're a five. Golden State is a six. The Lakers are are in the playoff play-in mix at seven with New Orleans, Minnesota, and Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. They're the four that are in the play-in right now uh, out west. So and Dallas could get into it. They're 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 just on the outside looking in. So they could get in if they can finish strong. But they, like we mentioned, they have been very good since that trade. They're eight and fifteen since the trade to get Kyrie. So and before they got Ky- before they got Kyrie, they were like number seven, number six yes. or seven. Yeah, and it, since it feel, Kyrie, they've dropped out. 
it feels like the there's much more of a a higher chance of upset in the West than there is in the East. Like I don't think the teams that are below the Sixers are anything all that. Like Cleveland's a little dangerous. The Knicks are a little dangerous. I don't think anybody's great below them. But in the I, West, I man, think, it's a free for all in the yeah, West. Yeah, I don't think Denver is that dominant team in the West, even though they're they're at the the pe- top of the pecking order in the yeah. West. I think Memphis could knock them off. I think if they can keep Durant healthy, I think Phoenix could knock them off. Um, I'm more worried about Phoenix with Durant than I am Denver. Way more. You know, you know, um, if they just if they can just keep Durant on the court, I, Golden State. I love watching Golden State. They're like they're they're like what the Lakers used to be back in the early '80s. Right. You know, uh, Showtime mm-hmm. when they when they're on, dude. They they're, they're just. I don't care how many times I watch Golden State, man. When they light it up, it's like, where did they get all these shooters from, dude? I mean, they just they're just ridiculous, but they can't win on the road. Yeah. You know, so if there's if you had to pinpoint one team that I think could emerge from the West, I love Memphis's athleticism. They're an exciting team to watch, but they play bad basketball at times. They play they 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 forget the fundamentals of the game a lot of times and cost them. I think Phoenix is the most even keel team in the West right now if they can keep Durant on the court. Yep. Well said. Plain well said. All right, let's come back. Quentin Michael's going to join us. Former Eagle. We'll talk some birds with him. Direction they're going off season. Look back at last year and and going forward and how difficult this division is. We'll talk to Quentin Michael when we come back. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to talk about Flynn Tree Services right now with you. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate it, Bohemian Grove. Uh, appreciate all of you yeah, in sure, the bro. chat section, all you guys streaming, all you guys listening. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button if you can. I, I, before we get to Quentin, I know he's going to be up in a second, but I, I wanted to throw this at you, Derek. We know the Masters is, is underway, right? Yep. Have you seen how cheap the prices are for, for like concessions there? No. Unlike most other no. athletic events where they just gorge you and rob you. Real quick. So, um, you, you can get a barbecue sandwich for three bucks, a chicken what? salad sandwich for $3, a pimento cheese for a buck 50, an egg salad sandwich for a buck 50 breakfast sandwich for three bucks, chicken biscuit for two bucks, um, Georgia peach ice cream sandwich for two fifty, cookies for a buck 50 chips, a buck 50. Uh, you can get a beer for five bucks, which is crazy domestic beer for five bucks, iced tea for two bucks. And a soda for two bucks. That's what? what the concessions are at the Masters. It's Those are like it's like 19, a time warp. They're like nineteen ninety prices, dude. I'm telling you, man, isn't that that's unbelievable? A bar, and you know what? Ain't nothing like Georgia barbecue, man. You Amen. get some of that Georgia barbecue, brother. Amen. You know what? The it's only thing, the only thing as good as Georgia barbecue is is any kind of cuisine uh, in Boise, Idaho. Uh, and just ask our next guest. <laughs> that is Quentin Michael, who is joining us right now. Q, what's up, my man? First what's of all, up, sweet, sweet lid. I like the lid, man. Uh, what is the go-to spot in Boise for for people who may be visiting at some point? Oh man, so I'm still I'm still relearning everything, right? So my favorite my favorite spot here, my favorite burger place here is called Bad Boy Burgers. It's okay. amazing. All right, all right. burgers are, are great there. Um, there's a if you want to go to like kind of like a mid, uh, I don't want to say mid, but like a take your wife out on a nice lunch or dinner date, go to a place called Bardenay. It's a very, very popular spot here. Very good drinks, very good food. I Those know. are my two favorite spots. There's a new spot called The Lively, which is where me and my wife is kind of like upscale and um, very, very, uh, how do you say? It, it feels very New, New Yorkish in there. Okay. So that, that's one of my favorite. So you like a life out there? You, you enjoyed it? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's a different world. It's a little bit slower, you know, more outdoor activities and things like that. But um, it's it's been fun, man. It's been a great experience so far. The kids are loving their schools, and um, my wife, she's a Jersey girl, so she's adjusting a little bit to it. There's there's some good days and bad days, but she's having a good time, man. All right. Like let me it. tell you. Let me tell you one thing. You're gonna have to get used to with your wife being from Jersey, and of course, being here our whole life. My wife was from Southern California, and I drug I've dragged her all over the country. <laughs> Especially when it gets close to like 
certain family gatherings, you know, whether it's a Fourth of July or a parent birthday, then it, the the emotional roller coaster, and you try to be as comforting as understanding as you can, but sometimes you feel guilty for some of the things you've done in terms of dragging <laughs> your spouse to different yeah. places. It's it, it it's gets tough. better. And, and, it gets better. And like for me, I've always moved all around the country. I've always lived yep. in different places. So for me, it's it's not been a a big deal, but. I do notice that, and especially right now, it's getting ready to be Easter, and so, you know, I'm, I'm going through it a little bit right now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, Quentin, so we wanted to hit you with a bunch of stuff, and it's always good talking to you, man. Um, Eagles made a couple of moves at the safety spot. They signed Terrell Edmonds, uh, but they're, you know, they're a little thin there, man. I mean, they're counting on Reed Blankenship, who got some, certainly got a lot of touches last year because of some injuries. They still have Kayvon Wallace, but that appears to be a position where they're a little light. What, what do you think about that group? If, if it stays that way, very well could change. But if it stays that way going into next year. Yeah, you know, I, I do think it's I think it's going to change. I do think that, um, you know, um, the way that at least the way that I believe that uh, Coach Desai is going to run his his secondary, the safety position, the secondary is going to be a very, very important position. So I do think they're going to address that. Um, I, I think that Reed stepped in last year and did a phenomenal job as a rookie safety coming in, I, I was, he, he exceeded my expectations. And I think that he's, he would be a fine player um, to step in there and start next year. If, if need be um, Terrence Edmonds is, has, has shown that he can play at a high level in this league. So um, I'm not as concerned. I don't think it's, it's a, a, Hey, we need to get a first, a first day safety. We need to get a, a first round, second round safety. Um, but I do think that eventually that position should be addressed, but, um, you know, I, I think those guys are going to do a fine job as at the start of the season and probably throughout. Q, Q, let me ask you this, because you, you, you went through this as a young player making a transition from the college ranks to the pros. How taxing is it on you emotionally and mentally for a young player? Because, you know, we sit here and, and you do, too, on your formats talking about who they should draft, what position they should go on, who's up, who's down, things like this. How taxing is it for a young player? who has to go through that yo-yo from the combine through the draft of listening to all the outside noise of where you might go. All of a sudden you slid down. So-and-so's jumped ahead of you and things like that. That's a lot for a 22, 23 year old to endure, man. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a ton. Um, and especially the guys that are there, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're expected to go in a certain position and you don't go and you start sliding and the camera's in your face. And so there's that part of it. And it's, it's a very, very tough thing, but eventually the the best thing and the best feeling at the end of the day, no matter where you get drafted is getting your name called. And so for those guys, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. but if you get your name called and, and you're fortunate enough to do that, um, that 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 kind of takes all of the uh, frustration away, and then after that point, it's like, hey, let's get to work, and mm-hmm. you know, then the real fun and torture begins. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a perfect person to ask this because you were on the 04 team that got there, and then the next, you know, you remember what happened. We all remember what happened Ooh. the next year. There's a lot going on, man. Um, and some things, you, look, To not being happy with his contract and the way all that, you can't do anything but with that, but. How challenging was that next year when you get that close? You don't quite get over the hump because the history is not great for teams to go back and have big years the next year. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've always talked about is that um, even after even after this last game, it's you try to be a positive. You try to be positive as a player, right? You try to be positive as a coach. Hey, you know we're gonna get back and get back together, and you know we'll get back here next year. But the reality is. When you get to that that level, there's so many little small, minute things 
that helps you get to that point that when you get there and um, you don't succeed, it's, it's tough, right? There's a, there's so many small um, ball bounces this way. You know, you get a, a free agent hot guy here that maybe wouldn't have been available the next year. So there's so many little intricate parts of it that create this perfect balance to where you can get to the, to the chance to win the Super Bowl. And so um, as we see now, the team will never be the same. And that's one thing where at the end of the season, I was really, really upset and I was really, really frustrated because I know what, what it takes to get back to that level after, I mean, to even get there the first time is hard enough. And then to be able to repeat it the next year, it's almost, I don't want to say impossible, but it's very, very close to impossible. And so um, I, I was really more upset at the fact that you were there. They had everything right in their grasp and just a couple bad plays here and there was a difference. And now everything's changed. So it's, it's really disheartening. Yeah. I, I talk about it a lot um, in, in, in recent months um, and staying on that 2005 theme outside of T.O. going off the rails. The one of the, the if not the biggest thing, the thing that derailed that Eagles team that season was you guys were decimated by injuries, man. It's like every week somebody was falling by the wayside. Thank me. Take me through your mindset and the team's mindset this season, because every week we were sitting there going, what again? Another one? What was that like, man, emotionally going through that season? Because the pieces you were counting on weren't there to go to battle with you each week. Yeah, you know, that that year was tough. Um, you, after the Super Bowl, you get probably – you usually take off a couple weeks and you kind of get back on the grind. And I think, you know, with Andy Reid and, – and I, and I think the game has progressed to the point now that there we know – in that short amount of time, we know so much more mm-hmm. about recovery, how to k- take care of your bodies. You know, back then they didn't have um, cryotherapy. They didn't have, you know, the medical advances and, and and all of the sports science that they have now, right? So back then it was like, okay, let's get back on our grind. And so, you know, and, and, and back then, I think Andy's also learned this as well. But back then it was kind of like an old school mentality. So after, you know, we we had our little down downtime, it was like right back on the grind, right? And it was right back on to – you know, OTAs and, and all that stuff. And then what happens is your body slowly breaks down before you realize it. So by the time you get to training camp, you're already kind of halfway of what you would have been the previous year. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that what everyone's learned, and I think the game is getting better in this, is that they're they're treating the players. I wouldn't say that they, we weren't treated right, but we're learning ways to to make sure that these kind of things don't happen where your your body is healed and your body is, is um, kind of ready to go for the season, I kind of equate it to basketball and and the NBA and um, I get frustrated with two, but um, as a player, like, you know, if you want to go see LeBron play and he's on a, um, I forget, what do they call it? Where they management, the blow management, right. It's, it's, that's started to creep over into the NFL Mm -hmm. and it's not as big a deal in the NFL, but I think that's a huge part of what's had that which helped uh, LeBron get so much longevity and success in this, in the NBA. And I think that my mentality is kind of moving over to the NFL. And so I think that part of it shouldn't be as big of a deal as it was in the past. Mm. Wait, were, were you, I just, I thinking about this when you brought up the Super Bowl. were you torn at all? I mean, look, Andy drafted you. You clearly play for the Eagles for a long time. Was there any hesitation or was it all Eagles all the time? Yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was a tough one. Um, I wanted the Eagles to win hundred percent. Um, you know, Andy's already got one. <laughs> he's got he's got a great team, and um, just for the city and for what it means to that city, and um, you know, I, and me knowing that 
with this team that it was going to be tough to get back there again. I just I, I wanted the Eagles to win. And so um, there was a little bit I was a little bit happy for him. I was I, I sent them a text and told them congratulations. And um, that part of it was cool seeing them win again out of all the stuff he's gone through and um, you know, how much he's given to the game. So I was proud of him for that. But I also did want the Eagles to win 100. percent was there was there a, was there a point in the game, the second half in particular, when you said to yourself, "This is not good for the Eagles, man," because they couldn't do anything with Mahomes in that offense in the second half. Yeah, well, so we were we were me and my family actually went down to the game and we were watching it live, mm. and um, I think that the long scramble that he had, um, okay. it was like yeah. 15 yards, like that was like okay. Because it was kind of back and forth. I did notice the field was really, really crappy. But yeah. the, the 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 defense was getting after it. The offense was getting after it. And I just felt like that when he got hurt and he he went off on the sidelines when, when Mahomes got hurt, I was like, okay, we got this. And then he comes back in. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. And then I see this, the scramble. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Like, yeah. he looked like he could barely yeah. walk, get into the sidelines. And then I saw him do that scramble. I was like, oh, boy, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> So I think that was probably the turning point. And, and it really was a turning point for them and for him. It was like after that, he was like, ooh, I'm good to go now. And then, yeah. you know, it kind of went from there. Mm. Well, let's uh, – you, you look at this offseason so far, and they were able to bring back some vet, vets. I mean, they bring back Bradbury. They bring back – they restructure Slay, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, some of the older guys end up coming back. How how do you think they did generally? If you look at you know some of the departures, Hargrave goes, uh, CJGJ. That was that whole thing was kind of yep. strange. Yeah, yeah. still trying to figure that one out. But but what? Uh, how, how do you view this thing so far and where they are talent wise? I think I think they filled the 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 holes that needed to be filled, and I think you brought back guys, core guys that are important to this team, that are important to the defense, and that are guys that are good locker room guys, and that'll keep this team focused on the end goal. And so I do think that um, the additions were good. I, the CJ thing was the only thing that I was a little bit um, kind of miffed at. But I also, I also, he did miss a few games, right? He missed what five or six games in the yeah, middle of the season. Kidney, kidney injury, yeah. And it, the secondary, it wasn't like a glaring hole in the secondary. So I kind of understood that. Yes, when he's in there, he's a playmaker. Yes, when he's in there, he's taking that defense to another level. But at the same time, when he wasn't in there, it wasn't like a glaring hole. Now that was a lot because of that front seven, that front, that front, the defensive line really was so, so dang good that um, it didn't really matter. But I think as a GM, when you're looking at all the money that needs to be spread out and you got Hertz's contract coming up, you got all these things that you have to look at. You have to say, okay, having CJ was kind of a, a luxury you know, and it's not something that's really feasible at this point. So I understood that. Could you, could it have, he have helped? Yes, of course. But at this point, I think that they filled the holes with the important pieces that will help this defense continue to, um, you know, grow and be solid for the future. Q, we're looking at a defense that could have five new components to it. I mean, Blankenship played sporadically, but he wasn't a regular. And when you're looking at, at five new components that could be added to a starting defense, especially the way they practice or lack thereof in today's football, how long do you think it takes before it really gels as a cohesive unit? Because you don't really see the regular. Every team now doesn't want to play their frontline players in these preseason games. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> I think it's going to be important, especially in the OTAs, to get everybody to gel together. Now, I think the, all, the 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 key part is that there's a new GM. I mean, I'm sorry, and there's a new um, defensive coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone's yep. learning, everyone's new, everyone's 
picking everything up together. So it's almost like a reset for the entire defense. So the things that happened last year, the things that they learned last year, they're going to have to get in the room together and they're going to spend some extra time together, especially those secondary guys, and start to understand, um, you know, hey, how are you going to play this? How are you going to do this? You know, if if I if I you know rock and roll when I say if I rock and roll the safeties left and right, I know that's kind of out there, but um, they're going to have to get together and spend some extra time. So I don't think it's going to be a huge deal because they're all kind of relearning and, and learning a new defense together. And so to me, I don't think that's as big as of an issue as it would have been last year. Oh, okay. That's that's good to know. That's good. Yeah, they're, to know. All, they're all going to be on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, principle wise, Desai and and Gannon seem to be pretty close. I know Desai will put his own wrinkles on things and twists, but they seem to fundamentally have the same sort of thought process. Which I know fans don't always love because you're not super aggressive every second. But isn't that kind of the way the league's going? Where you're not just sending guys non. It's not back in the day like it used to be with with, with Jim. Jim was more aggressive, you know, better than anybody, but. It seems like they, you, they kind of scaled things back a little bit, and it's about not giving up the big play. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, the the last year's Super Bowl winner, Spagnola, was aggressive. He was, right? right? He, yes, he was. He's Jim Johnson's defense, right? Mm-hmm. They came after it. And yep. so there's a, there's something to be said for um, not necessarily just blitzing all willy-nilly, but there's something also to be said with – there's there's times where you have to come after them and and what I what I saw and I hate going back to rehash the game but what I saw was in times where the secondary and the defensive um, really last year that when the defense needed a play when they needed um, the uh, the chance to you know get some pressure or mm-hmm. um, call a different coverage change up the look it wasn't there because they hadn't practiced it all season and so for me it was like when I'm watching the Chiefs defense with the secondary with guys that hadn't been playing a whole lot right the two I think there was two rookies in that secondary in that game yep. they were executing everything to the T right and so to me I, I do think I do like this I think he's gonna do a fine job I think he's a better defensive coordinator than than Gannon um, and I think that he's going to do some things in the secondary wise too because you can be you can be aggressive without necessarily blitzing and, and going zero all the time, right? You can press your guys. You can move them around. You can change looks. And so, to me, that's more important in today's game than just going out and say, hey, we're just going to send everybody and and pray for pray for a victory. So, um, I, I, I think that you still have to be able to blitz. You still have to come up with some good schemes. You still have to get after it, but you have to be smart about it. And, you know, I would – I don't want to get into that part. Ah! You, you weren't happy. You weren't a Gannon fan. I could tell. Yeah, I, I just thank you, Q, because they used to get on me because I was not a big Gannon fan. See, I I defended him quite in this sense. Like they 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 took the ball away. They got a lot of sacks. He didn't give up a ton of big plays. Yes, there are moments I would have liked more aggression too, and I didn't like the way the Super Bowl went. Granted, I, I did not like that, but. Yes. Uh, so I, so, Derek and I used to go back and forth a lot. We were back. Oh, my goodness. Let, let me – so here's here's my my viewpoint on Gannon. This will probably be the last – I hope this is the last time I talk about him because I, I don't <laughs> – like, I don't – I like the guy. I think he's good. I think he's a good motivator. I do think that he can get guys to play for him. But to me, at times, what it looked like was a guy that knew that he wanted to be a head coach and he didn't want to mess up his opportunities by looking bad. Um, with the defense so he he played it safe they had the best that that second that defense was stacked last year yeah and he said you know what 
I'm not going to get in the way. I'm not going to mess things up. I'm going to make sure that this is going to give me the best opportunity for my next step. Mm-hmm. So like that was my, my, my issue. And then it came to a head when your team, when the defense, when you, when we're needing you, you know, the, the Eagles offense are needing you to make a play to get off the field or get a turnover. And it doesn't happen. And not only that, but we have two blown coverages out of nowhere because we're calling the defense that we didn't call all year. So that's what, that was my frustration with it. You think when you look at the way the game has evolved now from the time you played to now, do you think you would have been a more impactful player in today's game, or do you think that you came along right when you should have? Yeah, I think I came along right when I should have because you can't even hit these guys nowadays. It's it's a different world. And part of my game, uh, you know, I wasn't a ball hog. I I dropped interceptions left and right. Um, but part of my game was I played smart. I played with quickness. I could cover, um, and I was a pretty good physical player for my size and so I think that in today's game it's more um, spread it's more you know individual hey one-on-one routes um, they isolate guys especially on those linebackers and those safeties inside and so you know I can't imagine trying to guard Travis Kelsey all game timeout every play hey this ain't right coach let's let's audible man let's get out of this quick we've already used three all right yeah. that anyway. Oh, um, I, I wanted to uh, just a real quick jump on the offensive side here. You know, we're sort of in limbo right now with the if, if there's going to be a contract extension. I think we all think there is, but with Jalen Hurts, um, just your impressions from from a guy who, who, if you're looking at it, putting yourself in, in the defensive shoes, kind of like you were just doing right now against Jalen. What I mean, what does he bring to the table? What challenges does he present to a defense? I mean, physically, I hate starting off with physically because I feel like everyone always starts, and especially with African-American quarterbacks, it's like the first thing, you know, they say is, oh, he can run. But, you know, physically, he's he's a big, he's strong, he's intelligent, he's very intelligent. Um, I think um, he's a great leader, phenomenal leader, and he can beat you with the weapons that he has. He can beat you in multiple ways. And in a lot of ways, except for one bad play in that Super Bowl, he took over the game. He was he was a huge part of why the Eagles were even in that game. Uh-huh. And um, you know, he <laughs> everything is it's the intangibles, it's the leadership, it's the um and the accuracy that he's been working on with his throws, it's the deep ball throws, he can make every throw. I mean, the guy's just he's just a phenomenal player. And um if I was if I was having to play against him, it would be a long day. I mean, he's he's like the the modern version of you know, Randall Cunningham, someone like that, like just a guy that's big, strong, physical, can can run with can run with anyone, can get the ball down the field, athletic, smart, good leader, guys follow him like he has the whole package. And so, um, you know, he's to me, he's a phenomenal player. I'm I'm glad the Eagles drafted him because I wasn't sure at first, but just seeing him over the last couple of years, he's been phenomenal. Do you think we'll ever get past the general perspective of the the, the black quarterback just being a great athlete? And 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 saying, you know, he's a good quarterback because we still hear too much of this. Oh, he's a great athlete playing quarterback. Why can't he just be a great quarterback? You think yeah. we'll ever get past that? I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I talked. I talked to a lot of people about this. A lot of my friends all the time. Um, when you when you watch the highlights, especially on ESPN, the next time you see a black quarterback, you see highlights. It's always the first highlight, no matter what it is, is them running the ball. It's them, mm-hmm. even if it's a drop back pass and the play mm-hmm. breaks down, 
and they have to make a play and they take off and run. Every single time you see a black quarterback on the highlights on ESPN, the first thing they do is running. And so I think it's been kind of in the media kind of conditioned to uh, we've been conditioned to say, OK, you know, he he can drop back, but he, he, he can throw like it's 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 like we're being conditioned to to believe that. And I do think eventually that's going to change. I think it's going to take time. I think it's slowly starting to change. But, um, yeah, it's it's really frustrating because there's some phenomenal drawback quarterbacks that can get it in this league. And, oh, yeah, they can run when they have to. So, you know, mm. we'll see. Yeah, mm. I, I, look, even just look at this year, right? I mean, the, the guys coming out I'm talking about, your top three of the top four African-American yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. St- uh, Stroud, Young, and Richardson. The, you know, I mean, and they – they all bring different things to the table. Stroud's not a, a runner by any stretch. He's a Mm-mm. thrower, right? And I wouldn't call Bryce Young a, a runner, really. A runner, not right. to say they can't yeah. get out of trouble or whatever, but that's not it's not what they are, you know? Yeah. So hopefully we, you know, we get away from that stuff. I'm not saying we are there yet, but you know. <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I think it's I think it's changing. It's starting to change. And and that's what it and that's what it has to do with, you know, as as African American quarterbacks, we have to start showing on the field, like, you know. Yes, we can. Do, it's it's nothing wrong with being able to run. It's nothing wrong with being able to throw. It's 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 kind of the mentality that has to change mm-hmm. of a guy that is mm-hmm. a, a possible runner, right? The the coachings, the the media. Um, what can you do in the drop back pass? Is like mm-hmm. the the questions and the things that we need to start seeing these guys do on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Sorry, Quentin, man, it was okay. great. Uh, it was great catching up to you with you, man. Hey, anyway, anyway, I got to ask him a quick question because I was right. teasing him about this. Before we go, Q, what is it with former football players, man, that drive people nuts? You know, you, you tell them, hey, can we get you on shows and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't know you meant this time. I thought you meant this time. And I was teasing him about this, but we're going back and forth. Give me your perception. What is it about football players that drive people nuts that are trying to pin them down for things? Well, first of all, I can tell you not because I'm on the other side, but the first thing we do is we learn at the media, you guys aren't always, you know, we got to be careful with you guys. You trying to say well, we shady? Say us guys, well, us you're, you're us guys now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you us ain't guys. them anymore. Yes. No, you guys. <laughs> right? So, you know, we, we, we guarded a little bit. But, no, I, honestly, I just be in my own world, man. Sometimes, like, when when I got the call, uh, when when Barrett asked me earlier, he was like, 12 there. I was like, yeah, okay. And then – and then I started thinking, I'm like, does he know that I live out here now? So he didn't, it didn't dawn on me. I'm in my own world half the time. My wife, my wife probably, she's probably so sick of me by now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tell awesome, everybody, man. you can follow Quentin at Q Michael 27 and anything else you, you, you want to promote uh, Quentin that we can, we can let folks know about. No, that's about it. Um, you know, ha- having a good time. Me and me and Jason, we do our show um, inside the, on Inside the Birds podcast. Yeah. J- yeah. Q and A is a show. Not sure when we're gonna get back going on that. We've, we're taking a little bit of a hiatus and enjoying our good. our time, not knowing what time we're in. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Man. Right. I'm just enjoying life. Love it, man. All right, appreciate Always you taking appreciate a couple you, minutes man. with us. Yeah. Thank Thanks, guys. All right, be good, man. Take care. That is Quentin Michael. Yeah, I always tell you know I'm not. I always tell Barrett. I'm like. When you're when you're booking a guest, yes, you gotta say twelve thirty yes. Eastern. You have, and it helps if you even go as far as to say, yeah, you know, uh, ten thirty your time, whatever. I think Quentin's yes. in mountain uh, time is that what Boise is. Yeah, yeah he's whatever. on mountain time. Yep. Yeah. So you, it, it's because look, 
they're not, and I, I don't even blame the play. The players just like, yeah, all right, man, I'm good at uh, twelve thirty. Yeah, good. You don't, you just don't no. equate that, man. You don't, you don't put that together. So I get. I it. learned a long time ago. First thing I ask a player or a former player is, "Hey, where are you?" That's the first thing I need. Uh, that's the first thing I ask. Hey, where are you? Right. I'm out here in California. Okay, look, here's what we we want to know. Can you do this East Coast time? And then some of them will say, "Well, what time is that where I am?" What? What do you mean? What time is that? Where you are? You're two hours. You're three hours behind me. So that means nine o'clock your time. If we say noon our time, yeah. And then it goes. Okay, I can do it. I can't do it then. But okay, what if we move it up an hour? Can you do it at eleven your time? Two hour right. time. Right. Oh yeah, that's a little bit more feasible. You know. So yeah. So it's. Anyway. Yeah, we made it happen. We do a little juggling, but we made it happen. That's for sure. And always good uh, catching up with Quentin. All right. We're going to come back, Derek. We're going to hit a bunch of different things, including best athletes turned yeah. actor. All right. We will get into that when we come back. I have it on this day for you. I have birthdays. got movies. got all kinds of stuff. So don't go anywhere. Uh, that's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Razor Technology. Razor Technology, in particular, identity management with cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss higher than ever the need to know just who is accessing your network systems and applications is mission critical identity management for razor technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for only the right reasons they deploy cutting-edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor Technology determines how users gain identity in your system, what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure authentication methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how to identify management that can reduce the risk of data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to a lack of access. Contact Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Wild, 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 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Final segment, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Dude, we are sports thick. Flying, man. Woo! Yes. Uh, hanging out with you on this Thursday. And um, so we thought, you know what? We were talking about this. We, we, we sort of veered off and hit this for a second yesterday. Uh, actors turned athletes. And, you know, why not full, turn it into a full-fledged segment? And our, our producer, Tone, uh, mentioned it during the, uh, during the pre-show. We thought, you know what? This could be a little bit of fun. Hmm. And... You know, it it, de- it depends. I, when I was looking at varying lists, Derek, trying to get ready for this, yeah, it depends. Yeah. It depends how you define how you define like actor. In other words, yes. sometimes this this may not be the greatest thespian that ever uh, lived. However, they've had great success in 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 whether it's movies, TVs, or or venturing out into into Hollywood, one way or the other. So again, it depends on how you view this thing. Okay, uh, so. I have a random, it's pretty random. I, I This is not necessarily a straight ranking uh, of the right, best ever. Right. But I figure, you know, this time we could have some fun. Maybe we'll work our way down from like the, the best and then just kind of work our way down. All right. So let me, let me throw one at you first. I, I think, I think we'd all kind of agree. Like the rock has had incredible success. I mean, yes. just amazing. Yes. Okay. Former wrestler for people who don't, don't remember that far back or whatever, but he's been amazing. But here's the one that's it, uh, let me throw a name at you that I think is interesting at least in this discussion, okay? In terms of success, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Like I'm not, am I going to put him up there with like Robert De Niro in terms of his ability no. to act? No. But you want to talk about you know high grossing films? What this dude has done? Insane. I mean, Predator, Terminator, yes. True Lies, Kindergarten Cop. That's just to name a few. And people who may not remember, he was Mr. Olympia. He was the number one bodybuilder in the world, not just the country, yeah. in the world. Um, and to do it Dude, with an Austrian accent, too, is pretty darn hard. Kindergarten Cop is still one of my favorite movies, man. You oh. know, when he looks at that little kid, are you eating other people's food? Then stop it. <laughs> it's, not the best yeah. it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Oh, dude, you're right, though. Um you're right. You're not. You're, he, he, he's not Academy Award winning uh, worthy, but he's highly entertaining. And obviously, not just even even think about the greatest actors and actresses of all time. But when it comes to athletes, you you always want to pick a role that you think is conducive to you. Mm-hmm. You know what you were as an athlete, what you you're trying to portray. And some of let's face it, some of the movies are duds. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is at the top of the list of, and like, just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, 
this big dude and th those Fast and Furious movies, man, that he was in, oh. stuff like that, are ridiculous. It's perfect roles for him, you yes. know. Same with Arnold and Terminator and Predator, perfect roles for him. Mm -hmm. you Absolutely, know? And, yeah. And they become cult followings. Well, yeah, I mean, we we to this day, you know, those movies are thirty five years old, and we still quote the lines from them all the time. That's, that's crazy. I'll yes. be Bach, you know, whatever. Yes. I, and there's a million of them. So, uh, yeah, that. So I'll, I'll throw. I'm going to throw Arnold in there first. Uh, okay. How about you? Give me, give me, give me somebody who's who's really corrupt. Well, see, you already took Dwayne. You said Arnold. I'm saying Jim Brown. Mm. You know, Jim Brown. You know, he walked away from the game in the prime of his career. You know, Hall of Famer, and he does this movie Dirty Dozen. And you're thinking, wait a minute, Jim Brown acting? And but it was a perfect role for him. This hardcore role. That's what he was as a football player. This yep. hardcore, no nonsense sense football player, and it translated into the movie The Dirty Dozens, which is historically still a great movie. You know, and the scene where you see him running across, it's the perfect role for you. You know, you see him running across the dudes are firing bullets at him and stuff like that. It's like the perfect thing for him, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 he got a lot of uh, a lot of positivity and feedback from from doing that movie. And they did a few others, but nothing that it, that equaled what he did to Dirty Dozen. Mm -hmm. No, he was awesome. I thought he was awesome. He was really good. He he was, yeah, yeah. and that's crazy because he was still playing at the time. In fact, because it took that movie so long to get done, it was dragging into training camp, and and the and the Browns were like threatening him with like, hey, either you get back here, or you're gonna cut, or you're gonna find. He's like, oh, right, really? Right. All right, I'm out. See ya. Yeah, yeah, you gonna cut Jim Brown? Okay, fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Um. All right, you knew I would do this. You you know I had to do this. Okay, uh, it's I'm contractually obligated to do this. Um, Carl Weathers, who played yes. Apollo Creed. Yes. Now, obviously, that was the that was the break that he got. That's the one that set him off. People yep. may not remember he played for the Raiders. He played in the CFL. Yep. That's right. He was a linebacker. Uh, so, it, but it's not just Rocky. He was in uh, Predator. He's been in a, a ton of stuff. Happy yes. Gilmore, but yes. a lot of TV. Uh, he's directing and producing TV still to this day. He's still very active. He's carved out quite a career for himself, man. No question about it. And, and Tom brings up, he's also in the Mandalorian. That's right. Which is a spinoff of the star Wars and all that stuff. Yep. You know, uh, and I love that. I love that series. You know, I love mm -hmm. watching Carl Weathers. I, you know what? I gravitate towards him more in that movie. He played in Rocky in uh, predator more so than Rocky. He was phenomenal in Rocky, you know, no question about it. But I just what, what, what that, that movie Predator. When you look, all they had was a bunch of bodybuilders in that movie. Just I know. You know? it was Jesse the body. Right? I'm trying to remember the whole cast. Let me pull it up. And then know. you know the, the scene in Predators where him and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger shake hands, and the cameras on their body, bicep to their hands clasping like this. Yeah, I mean, but it was he was great in that role, man. And, yep. No, he know. was awesome. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura. Who was mm -hmm. again same category we're talking about? He was a wrestler. Uh, Bill Duke, who you know the face. Like, if you saw the face, you know who the guy is. African-American actor who's been in a lot of stuff and was in huge in those days. Right. Uh, he was in it, too. He was very good in it. Uh, but, yeah, it was a, that's just one. I love that. that. That's another one, man. It's on. I'm stopping every time I, I'm I, there. I'll give you another great one that people forget about. How about Burt Reynolds? Yes. Burt Reynolds was a good running back at Florida State University. That's right. Tore up his knee. And then shortly after that, he was in a serious car accident and never regained his form. He might have been a pro football player mm -hmm. and ended up turning to acting and turned out to be a great actor. Yeah, it's true. 
It's true. Yeah, look at how many movies he was in. Ton. I mean, he owned the seventies, man. Oh my goodness. Sixties and seventies, really into the eighties. He he was he went on a solid like 15, 20 year run where he was just killing it. And he, you know, he started off in TV, like Westerns yes. and stuff like that. Yep. And then made his way. Uh you no, know, Burt Reynolds is definitely uh definitely a good one. And, you know, and some guys it's more sort of like cameo type stuff, and other guys make make a career out of it. Like Fred Dreyer is one. Fred yep. Dreyer yep. was in the 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 TV series Hunter. Hunter, which yes. was on forever. Yep. Um, but he was yeah, I think we underrate how good he was. He was a really, really good football player. He played for the Giants and he played for the Rams. You know, in his career, he had 104 sacks and 176 games. Absolutely. He was a big time pass rusher. I I um I used to love that show, Hunter, you know, uh, yeah. and, you know, it's a show that you don't even think about. When you talk about favorite shows, you don't think about it until somebody else mentions it. But it was a good show. He was what, was. a detect, like a detective or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people are thinking, Fred Dwyer, actor? No, I don't think so. I'll give you another one in that category. Mark Harmon was the starting quarterback for UCLA and made the transition into TV and had a long running series. Yep. Um, I forgot the name of the series now. NCIS, right? NCIS, yeah. He was in there for how long? Oh. 10, 15 years? More than that, yeah. Yeah, borderline 20. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And he produces it, too. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I I agree with you. He's he's a good – he's a very good – yeah, he played for UCLA. His dad went won a Heisman. Exactly. Yeah, Tom Harmon, yes. Yeah, he he won a Heisman back for Michigan back in the day. Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. ahead. No, you go next. No, no, you're you're up. Go ahead. Um, When we decided to do this, man, I put like, I got like, I stopped at like twenty something names on a list because there's a whole lot of them that hit the bad category of you never should have been acting, you know. Um, But I want to get away from guys. I'm going to bring a a woman in who I think is a decent actress. Didn't expect it. Ronda Rousey. She's been in a lot of stuff. You're right. Expendables. Um, yep. she was in Fast and Furious Seven, which uh, the the one where they were um over in Dubai, mm-hmm. and she was like a guard, uh, one of the guards of this uh when they were having this big party, and she gets into the fight scene. She was pretty good in that movie. I was, yeah, she, I was she, pleasantly she was surprised. In Entourage back in the day too, if you remember. Entourage, dated, yes. Yeah, she dated Turtle. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Who didn't she, date Turtle? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. I'll, I'll give you one more sort of present day. Kevin Garnett was really good in Uncut Gems. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yes. That's a that's a good one. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about Terry Crews in White Chicks? Terry Crews is, is good in everything he does, as a host or as an actor. Yeah. Dude. And still love to take the shirt off and flex the pecs, even today. You know? Okay, man. But you got to it. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious in uh, White Chicks in the restaurant scene. Uh, the girls eating like, you know, Eating, eating just sloppy and, yeah, and, yeah. and breaking wind and all that stuff. <laughs> Dude, he's, a, he's, a la- he's good at what you're right. He's good at what he does. Yeah. All yeah. um, right. This this would apply to the sort of one and done category. Okay. But I thought Ray Allen ah. was phenomenal and he got game. And, you know, he just, I just, I, I guess didn't pursue it. He didn't, didn't choose to any further, but he was great in that. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. What a great name. I should have named my son that. Yeah. I should have named my son something like How about Ed Marinero? How yeah. long? He was in Hill Street Blues forever. Yeah. Detective, detective no, Officer Joe, Joe Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. 
Officer yeah. Joe, you know, he 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 that show ran forever. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, he was pretty good. You know, he was excellent. Yeah, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate. He didn't win it, uh, and then he had a, he had a solid career in the end. Played for the Vikings. You know, yes, he others. did. Yep. yep, yep. I don't talk about the Vikings unless I have to. That's, all right, let me give you another one. Uh, John David Washington. You're probably saying who? Great. That's Denzel's son. Yeah, who's a really good actor who was you know played college football. Um, I, I, I want to say, where did he play? He ended up at Penn. I'm trying to remember where he ended up playing. Uh, but no, he look, he's good, man. And he's not just, I'm sure it helped him get his foot in the door. Don't get me wrong, but he's, he can hold his own. Let me put it to you that way. He, it's mm-hmm. not just a nepotism thing. Like he's good. Very good. The movie tenant. And there was a series on HBO, I believe it was called ballers, which yeah. was a really good football series. He's, you know, he's, he's made himself an, when you got a dad named Denzel Washington, you can't fail at acting. If you yeah. decide to pursue acting, you can't fail. When you got a coach like Denzel, you know, yeah. who's one yeah, of the played, greatest played actors Morehouse. More, Morehouse is where he Morehouse. Played. Okay. Yep. yep. You know, but so yeah, I definitely put him on the list. He had the, uh, at, at Morehouse, he averaged 5.6 yards per carry. Uh, and his, it, he holds the school singles game record with 242 uh, yards. And Jeez. yeah, 3,699 rushing, uh, rushing yards, which is the school record. He was solid. He was a good player. He had, I think he was on the Rams, maybe like practice squad for a year or two, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then uh, UFL bounce around a little bit. No, he's he's good. He was good in Ballers, uh, which was the rock show, yep. uh, among other things. He's good. He's good. How how about Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Kurt, Rus- Kurt yeah. Russell was a double-A baseball player in El Paso, Texas, and he had a torn rotator cuff injury with – because his dad was a was a professional baseball player, and his dad owned a minor league team, That's which right. is how he ended up getting into baseball. Mm-hmm. And he was playing double A ball in, in El Paso, tore his rotator cuff, and said he was never going to be able to play baseball. I, I'm assuming he was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Ended up being an actor, you know, um, and turned out to be a pretty good actor as well. Yeah, no, good, like a really good choice. And then, and then you go into like the like Bubba Smith was really funny, man. And and any role that he had, whether it was the the Miller Lite commercials back in the day, yes, or Police yes. Academy movies, or anytime he would show up, you know, he was good. He was always entertaining. Um, Bubba Smith, I enjoyed more so in his commercials than his movies. You know, yeah. I, and not to say that it, it, his movies were funny. You know, his movies were funny, no doubt about that. Sorry about that. Somebody at the door again. You know, it never fails. Um, but I just loved him doing those 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 beer commercials more so than anything else, man. Yeah, he was great in us. He was great in us. Um, John Cena, you know, is another wrestler who's really yes. to his credit, man, carved out a big time career. Uh let's see. Um, I don't know if I put him in, in a category of great acting, but what about OJ Simpson and Naked Guns? Yes. <laughs> you were hesitant. You said, ah, diga, it's a that. little tougher. Yeah. To, you know, with, with, yes. But yes. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree, OJ. I'll, I'll give you one. And you don't necessarily think of him, I don't know, as an athlete or whatever, but, but Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was a guy oh. who, who trained. It, before he made it as an actor, he, he, he helped train Bruce Lee. He worked with all kinds of people, like, like Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar you know, a bunch of guys in Hollywood um, before he blew up to have the career that he has. That's a pretty good one. I like that one, man. You're yeah. right about that. 
All right, I'm going to give you one who's still in the game today, and I'm going to see yeah. what you think and get your opinion. I enjoyed the movies. How about Kyrie Irving, Uncle Drew? I, yeah, I, I like the movie. I don't like him. Let me put it to you that way. Well, you don't like him because I understand why, but I'm saying that's a perfect role for him. He's good yeah. in that. Now, the, the other one that you know, we, we know very well, how about Nandi Asamoah? So he's now an actor-producer. Yeah. He's been he's been in Sylvie's Love, Crown Heights, uh, and and a bunch of other things. But he also produces. His wife's Kerry Washington. Yep. Yep. But he's really starting to carve out a career as, as yeah. an actor. You know, when he played, when he played, he said he wanted to transition into acting, and people kept saying, "Yeah, right, okay." Well, his wife is a very accomplished actress. You know, so obviously he he got past a lot of doors that some people don't get past to get that first, you know, uh, taste of what it's like. Um, but you're right. You, you know, from what you tell me, I've yet to see him in anything, but based on what you're telling me, obviously he, he's made a successful transition in doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's doing good. Uh, John Cena would be the other one. If you want to look at like wrestlers and stuff like that, he's okay. Been, yeah. He's had a, he's had a darn good career, but yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there and, and have been Man. for, for a long time. That's for sure. You want to mix anyone, anybody else in? Or were you, you would, no, because yeah. the other ones I have in the category of you tried it, move on. Like Brian Bosworth was in uh, Stone Cold. Don't 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 act again. Um, oh, I will say this: Alex Karras in Blazing Saddles. Uh, yes, he played Mungo. Yes, in Blazing Saddles. Yes, and now, it, he, was, it wasn't a riveting role, but it yeah. was a it was a good role for him. Yeah. It, it, you're right. You're right. He was good. He was also the father in Webster. Yeah. Now, Kevin Savar, you know what? He put that, he he just mentioned one that I had on my list and I didn't get to. John Amos. John Amos from Good Times. He was, the, yeah, the father in Good Times. James and Evans. he's played a number of other movies as well. He, you know. He was a boxer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, let's do some birthdays there. It was good. It was fun. Birthdays. birthdays. Oh, first, let me give you an on this date. I, I was going to, I should have. I'm kicking myself now. I should have done it earlier when Barrett was still here. Um, on this date, eight years ago, we started the show Breakfast on Broad. About that. That was eight years no ago. No kid. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's go birthdays here. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, who's become yep. one of the go-to guys in Hollywood, whether it's Ant-Man or This is 40 or, you know, there's a, there's a lot. Two. Anchorman 2. Uh, he, he, did you know he went to college with Joe Buck? I did not know that. They went to Indiana university together. Those guys were, wow. uh, were buds back in the day. Um, Candace Cameron Bure, who was yeah. ma- married to Pavel Bure. She is 47 years old. She was in he, full house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brother Kirk Cameron, growing pains. The country singer Merle Haggard was born on this day, 1937. He was a guy who I believe was discovered when he was in jail, got out of jail and had a very mm. successful uh, career. I think Johnny Cash helped him out a lot in his life. The great, the goat, perhaps Billy D Williams is 86. Oh, today. Yeah. Smooth, Brian's man. Home. Smooth, smooth. Uh, Empire strikes back. Oh, so many things. So many things. Even the, even the cold 45 commercials back in the day. Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So good in that. So good. Um, Zach Braff from Scrubs, who uh, is also an actor-producer. Uh, he is 48 years old. Yep. Mary Lou Henner, the actress from Taxi. Oh, Big fan. Yeah. Same, same. Uh, 71 years old today. Has, has, one, has one of those 
photographic memories too. She can remember like what happened on uh, April 8th, 1986. She could tell you what happened. I can't remember what happened an hour ago. I'm telling you. Uh, John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff Clavin on Cheers, yep. is 76 today. He was excellent in that role. Uh, Michael Rooker, the actor, is 68 today as well. Um, Julie, Julie Ertz. Zach Ertz, uh, right. wife and great, great soccer player for the women's team and uh, women's professional soccer. She's 31 today. Yep. Uh, mentioned Sterling Sharp. He's 58. We had yep. on the show. We talked about it a little bit early. Ivan Dixon, the actor director, uh, was born on this day back in 1931. He was in Hogan's Heroes uh, and, and, and directed a lot of stuff. Barry Levinson, speaking of directors, mm -hmm. uh, one of the all-time greats, is 81 today. Kay Adams, formerly of Good Morning Football, now on Up and Adams, is 37 today. Yep. Uh, Brett Boone, former Major League player, son of uh, Bob Boone, brother of Aaron Boone, is 54 years old today. The Green Goblin, Jalen Mills. That's right. That's right. He's 29 today, is Jalen Mills. Uh, that's all I got, birthdays. What else do you have there? Uh, Peyton List, who was in a movie, Cobra Kai, A Diary of a Wimpy Kid. She is 25. Um, Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy is 68. Uh, Diora Baird from Wedding Crashers and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You talk about a diversity in movies. Jeez, man. 40 years old today. Eliza Coop, uh, who was an anchorman, too, is really good at anchorman, too. 42. Tim Hasselbeck, the former quarterback is 45. Played for the Eagles Don for a cup of coffee. Yes, did. Donnie Edwards, who played 13 seasons in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs and the old San Diego Chargers, uh, is four, it's 50 today. Spencer Dinwiddie in the NBA, mm -hmm. 30, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Burt Blylevin, 72 years old today. Great pitcher. Uh, Aaron Maven, NFL player, 35. Mm -hmm. And Jerry, Jerry Krause, who oversaw that great dynasty of the Bulls, uh, unfortunately, he passed away back in 2017. Uh, he was born on this day. Yeah, as much as those guys all seem to dislike him, uh, they built a pretty good thing there in Chicago. Yeah, they did. Yeah, hey, I don't have to like you. To, 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 if, you if you're going to make me wealthy and we're successful, I don't yeah. have to like you. Uh, movies. 2018, A Quiet Place. I love that movie. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, Blow uh, from 20, 2001, uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Cry Baby, Johnny Depp, 1990. Yep. Uh, American Reunion, which was one of the uh, sequels to American Pie with, from uh, 2012. I don't know where. That might have been the second, third one. I, I don't know. Second or third one. I, mm -hmm. However many there were. Uh, that's all I have movies. What else do you have? Uh, let's see. You got Ernest Goes to Jail, 1990. Oh, you should love those Ernest movies and comedy. Uh, Grindhouse. I watched the first one after that. I was like, okay, I'm done with these. Yeah. Never, I didn't that see that one. No. Yeah, it was 2007. And one of my favorites, I still, if I see, it, it, sometimes it'll come on like TBS or um, Along Came a Spider with Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's very good. Oh, uh, came out in 2001. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, I, that's a good movie. That, yeah. That's a that's a thriller, man. Uh, yes. that, that one's a lot of fun. Morgan Freeman's done so many good movies. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. All right, so here's what we have uh, tonight, Derek. So tomorrow... It's crazy. I just looked at the forecast. It's not going to rain till like seven o'clock. They could have gotten that game in, but anyway, it's been moved back. Yeah. Well, at least, yeah. Where I'm, where I'm at, it looks like we're not getting rain till seven. Thunderstorms okay. at seven, and then, 
you know, a few scattered overnight during the, the, the evening hours, ending around 11 or 12. But, but yeah, anyway, um, Phillies tomorrow, three o'clock. Sixers play the Heat tonight at home, uh, last regular season home game. Flyers are at the Stars. They have five games left. Uh, and of course, we have the uh, the Masters continuing and we'll we'll track tiger we'll see how he's doing and we'll get you have a better idea of where things are tomorrow uh with the masters if i'm looking at pulling up the leaderboard right now bah, 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 bah. uh looks like hovland is leading right now but you have john rom some of the usual suspects are right there uh shane lowry from ireland he's in there but uh we'll update you on how tiger did the first day it's it's okay. tough man with him physically but yeah that's it that'll do it for us I want to thank Tone to Shields. Tone, excellent job producing as Tone. always. Tone, Tone, uh, thank you to all of you in the chat section. You guys are the best. Thanks to everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. You have Dan Cilio coming up with the National Football Show uh, for three straight hours, and we'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Don't go anywhere. For D-Gun, Barrett will be back tomorrow, by the way. For D-Gun, I'm Rob Ellis. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.